Okay, is this is this where you put in some type of music? Because I bet the music bed goes in right there. Seven spiders, tail of a rat, call in the spirits wherever they're at. Send out your kiddos or put them to bed. They don't need to hear the words that are said. Goblins and ghoulies with drinks that are green. They toast up their spirits to nudes yet unseen. Cusses and cackles and warm ruffled sounds ring out till our keeps announce final round. Three sheets to the mouse is coming and quick. If you don't like it, you can all suck my dick. Fuck that little bitch. This is worse shit. <laughs> I podcast like I said. I'm sorted, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And injustice deliciously squared, be prepared. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 98 of Three Sheets of the Mouse. We're five average guys with love for all things Disney, and joining me on tonight's show are four foolish mortals who don't mean to frighten you prematurely. Mikey? It's uh, premature poltergeist action right here. You never know when I'm going to come. Trenton? Uh, Something about Tale of a Rat? I don't know what's going on. Adam? I I can't follow this right now. (laughs) And Tim? Come bring your death certificate to join us. <laughs> We're here to talk to you about Disney parks, Disney booze, and a little bit of debauchery in between. So sit back, relax, grab your favorite spirited cocktail, and enjoy the adult side of Disney with Three Sheets of the Mouse. I see what you did there. It's the horse of the Cimarron. What? Spirit. That, isn't that a Disney movie about the horse? Spirit wasn't Disney. pretty sure that's DreamWorks. You're fired. Whatever. It's a cartoon. Aren't all cartoons oh, Disney? I, uh, and on that note, fired. thanks for stopping by, guys. We're killing the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> beep, boop, boop. You're fired. <laughs> Home on the range. No, Ron, I have to fire you. Uh, tonight, we are, if you can't tell, we're going to be doing a little story about the Haunted Mansion, but first uh tonight we have a, a she- we're gonna we're gonna call this the sheeter's gift what are you drinking because um i have opened a a, a new beer that that is uh, brewed by one of our own sheeters with my schlafly uh beer can opener which i got from michael enderlin and i'm gonna put my schlafly beer sweater because your beer needs a sweater over because it's gonna warm it up over my beer so that see. looks like me trying to put a sweater on. <laughs> <laughs> that sweater is easily a schmedium, and you're putting it over your extra large. <laughs> yeah, well, it's made for Like you. Ron Jeremy fitting into a gas station bathroom rubber. Jesus. <laughs> it's made for... It's That's a big cop. <laughs> it's made for a 12-ounce beer, but this is actually probably close to, what, a 20-ouncer? 22-ounce yeah. beer? Uh, the sticker yeah, says it's twelve. We are drinking a beer, homebrewed by our very own Bob Boyle. Now Bob sent us each a bottle of beer, 
to taste on the show, to give some rate and reviews. So he has brewed his very own IPA made with one style of hop. It's called Vic Secret. Now, he says it has nothing to do with the skinny bitches in their underwear, but I would be disappointed if it didn't. Why did I go Queen um, Victoria would... on that, though? The only reason I drank this was trying to see skinny bitches in their underwear. <laughs> yeah, well, this is a, so it's a hop grown in the southern Australian state of Victoria. That's where mm. it gets its name. So it's, a, it's Australian hops. It's Australian for being uh, the, It's Foster's? Yeah, Foster's. God, Foster's Australian for piss. They do not drink it in Australia, actually. Also because it's brewed in Missouri, I believe. It is. It is not brewed in Australia at all. Nope. Uh, Fair warning, he says. He gets a little aggressive with the dry hopping. Uh, Trenton, what is dry hopping? I actually don't know. Dry hopping is going to be not during the brewing process. It's going to be that you're you're putting the the dry hops into the beer after the brewing process to get the flavor from the hops. Oh, interesting. So it's very happy. So it's not like dry humping. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you're, so you're not actually yeah. brewing those hops. You're just adding them directly to the beer. So it's now after the, the fermentation process or before the bottling? After the both? Yeah, and both. I guess that would be after the <laughs> ferment before the... Good answer, Trenton. Good answer. <laughs> I set you up for that one. After the both? Yes. You guys see the lace on this thing? Yeah, I mean, it's it, got... It, it, it looks delicious. I have not actually even drank any yet. I have yet. I wanted to take my first sip on the air, but ugh, it smells good. The, the smell on this, the nose on this, <laughs> is incredibly citrusy. Yes. It's, it's got... very citrusy. <laughs> it's so citrusy that I thought it was going to be Belgian hops. No, this is... It's not. This smells ridiculously good, so I'm going to try it. I'll try it once. You know what? Fuck you. I'm going to try no, it. It's mine. I'm, I'm trying try it. it. Here's the prank. I'm not allergic to these hops. Yes. Yeah, I'm not allergic to any hops. Cheers to you, Bob Boyle. Holy shit. It, Bob, hoppy. this is fucking so good. Wow. That is good. So we're either oh, going to all die because he's going to poison us like a serial killer, <laughs> or it's going to be great. <laughs> actually in that case, that. Adam was like, well, if that's one way to take us all out, this is it. <laughs> actually, in that case, we all die together. <laughs> Guys, I, I shit you not. I took, I took one drink of this. We're all dying for just a while. <laughs> my pants turned into skinny jeans, and I think that my shirt's turning plaid. <laughs> yes, they are. It is. Uh, I don't know. Happy. This, this, this is. This is. You know what? Hipsters would love this. You got a man bun popping out of the top of your head too. I feel like I, I should be wearing a beanie while drinking this. This is a slouchy ridiculously hat. good. Yeah, slouchy beanie. Um. This is ridiculously good. It's it is hoppy. I'm not gonna lie. It's not skunky, which most no. of your home brews are a little skunky, and you just look no, past this is, the. This tastes like I could have yeah, got it. At the it tastes like yeah. I got it at a brewery. It doesn't. It doesn't have like that bottle taste either. If that makes any sense. No. It, it doesn't. It's got no, a great, really uh, a great like golden, like pale gold color, almost like uh, Midas gold. It's like it's like a chunk of amber. It, it, yeah. it definitely looks. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely unfiltered, yeah. obviously. Yes, Bob, which is my favorite. Uh, no, no, Bob killed this one. This is, uh... This is really I mean, I, I would agree that his hops are a bit aggressive. Yeah. Yes, but... But he said that. He said, right, I mean, no, yeah. yeah. It's not like it was a surprise, like, here you go, drink this. Oh, huh, surprise. No, I mean, he's, he's, long, he's long dicking it. This beer is... Yeah, I mean, no, this, it, this, it is, is, this is an... I, this is probably, like, the IBUs on this have got to be... Uh, it's probably high. Infinity between or? 60 oh, I was going to say 60 something. Yeah, it's going to be high. Um, 
This, uh, honestly, it's not as hoppy as, like, anything by Terrapin. I expected it to be a hop fucking mouthfuck, but it's not. No. I don't usually drink IPAs, so I kind of avoid them. Why has everything got to be a mouthfuck with you? <laughs> Everything's a mouthfuck with Trenton because that's what he likes. Yep. With a sock, typically. Yep. <laughs> or or strange wife. Moist. Strange Mikey's wife that tried to deny it and the No, she said She said she no, put she the sock in No, your she mouth. said she I I saw the video of uh C-Madge uh filling your mouth with a foot long sock. Sock. Uh, sock. It's got an it's yeah, it begins and with an then S. Your wife intervenes and keeps trying to do it. Well, you should well, just relax a little bit and let just, it happen. Uh, let, let it happen. yeah, let it go. Let it go, man. That's that's not okay. <laughs> It, it, it is. <laughs> it, it, I tried. It is. It is okay. That was not. I mean, that was consensual. You totally wanted that. You That's just. You were just true. kind of denying it. Yeah. You didn't. That's you not... didn't really say no. You said. <laughs> or something. It's more like that. Noise. <laughs> That's a... yeah, it's, why is this happening? Like I wanted that. Right? Yeah, yeah. Why is this happening to me? Is yes. what you said. Which, which isn't. You no. never did I mean, try to say no. There was a lot of why. <laughs> yeah, why is why? this happening to me? That doesn't mean no at all. Uh, but back to back to uh, Bob's beer. Uh, what, what, Trent, what do you think of this? It's it's one of the better IPAs I've ever had. I I truly I truly like it, and I'm not saying that because I like Bob as a person. It's very good. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's really good. I I I don't normally like overly hoppy beers because. For whatever reason, they just don't sit well. Like they don't taste that great to me. I don't love hoppy beers like anything by well, not anything by Terrapin because that Grox Hawks Grogo is actually pretty good. Terrapin's bad, and that beer is also bad, Scott. Uh, that beer was good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. No, you just like it because you're in Disney. It's not good. Uh, I I enjoyed it. But thank mm. but thanks for telling me my opinion, man. You don't like it. <laughs> um. Mikey, what do you think? <laughs> Mike, uh, Adam also just said that other one was bad. No, I was I just, just kind I, of... I don't wanna... You have no opinions. Everybody has everybody else's <laughs> opinion. Everybody's going <laughs> to give everybody else's opinion on everything now. You also just said it was also tasting. bad. If it, if it had anything to do with IPA, I probably didn't get it. The green... The green oh, I refuse to drink that just on... on. Oh, no, yeah. On principle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said that a long time ago when we first started he talking did, about Avatar. He's like, I won't do it. I won't do it. On principle. You don't drink green beer on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, Mikey, what about you? What do you think of the beer? Uh, well, obviously I'm partial because of the label that's on the bottle. It's a pretty... It, you know what? It's a messed up label because it doesn't actually tell you about the beer. Uh, you know, not this beer, but when I made the label, the little t-shirt for the Rope Drop IPA, that was just for funsies. Little <laughs> did I know that I would have someone sending me a, a bottle of IPA with my sticker on it that's a homebrew recipe that is essentially, as far as I'm concerned, a rope drop IPA because if you have this early in the morning, it will wake your ass up. Um, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. No, this this is, this is as far as IPAs go, this is a really good IPA. Very um, good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. The, the foam clings to the lace, you know, it, it clings to the edge of the glass. It looks yep. good. Um... It doesn't make me want to, uh, you know, punch kittens because it's too bitter. Uh, <laughs> that's a, I, that's I, a first. I, well, on on the air, yeah. 
I like it. And you know what? It goes really well with um, this, uh, what is it, Three Sheets to the Mouse Rope Drop IPA uh, Pilsner glass I'm drinking it out of. Yeah, it looks excellent in my Three Sheets Nation uh, glass, my Pilsner glass. Yep. Tim, what about you? What do you think? I really like it. I'm not a huge IPA fan. I have to be careful with hops. I'm, like Cascade hops I'm allergic to. Uh, but this is really good. It's got very it's very citrusy, but it's like almost a floral finish to it. It's very citrusy and floral. Yeah. Absolutely. It's very like, good. Like normally I overly like hopped beers have that piney flavor that I can't stand. Well, no, those are American hops, guys. Right. If you're, if you're yeah, those taste like grass. American hop, yeah. It, it doesn't do it, like it, that doesn't do anything for me. This pretty damn good. Um, what about you? I actually like it. I usually don't drink IPAs. I don't care for them at all, majority of the time. I don't care for the aftertaste on a lot of them is usually what really turns me off. It has that... This doesn't have that, but most IPAs have that really weird, bitter, like strong, bitter aftertaste that you can taste for hours. It feels like I don't get that same thing with this, and I, I'm actually enjoying it. I usually don't drink them, so... I can't compare it to any other IPA because I kind of stay away from the majority of the time, but this one I really like, so... Yeah, I mean, you're right. It doesn't have that, like, dry mouth, bitter aftertaste that you get with most overly hopped beers. Pretty damn good beer. Good for you, Bob Boyle. You found your second calling. And Bob Boyle touched my beard, so... Yeah, well... He touched your beard. He touched your beard and made your beard. Yeah. He literally asked if he could do it, and it was good. Yeah, so, um, you know, Bob... Well, you think I met him? We, we, <laughs> should, we should get his take on it as if it was good, I mean... Yeah, I mean, we'd love to hear what Bob has to say about it. So, Bob, when you get when you get a chance to listen to this, take a take a moment to go live with one of your homebrews with one of these, drink it, and give us your tasting notes on it so we can see how... I thought he was asking about the beard feel. I, I was... <laughs> yeah, I'd give tasting notes on the beard. Oh, <laughs> well, that's... It's rough and it's coarse and it smells like homelessness. <laughs> it feels like a Brillo pad. I thought I was doing dishes. It smells of two day old nachos. <laughs> yeah. oh, fuck. I had nachos for dinner, you dirty bastard. And somebody's left sock. Um, I'm pretty sure there's still some Casey's hot dog in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, look. Oh, look, cheese. some poutine dog. Mm. <laughs> I did the poutine. <laughs> that was Adam. <laughs> uh, but Bob Bob sent us a wonderful note uh, to go yes. to go with the beer. So we could... They're, you know, all, they're all a little bit different. But um, when we were up at the uh, top of the world after the sheet up and at Beer Garden, uh, I had a chance to buy him a drink um, because he was at the bar and I said, what are you drinking? And got him a drink and so he said this was his way of repaying the favor and buying me a drink so thanks for this one it's you know two months later but it is well worth the wait because this is better than anything I could get at top of the world it's very delicious thing I think this means you're next up now Scott as far as getting drinks yeah (laughs) (laughs) I don't homebrew you got got ups (laughs) (laughs) Um, did you do you guys want to share anything from your notes I was just out in the couch. But he pretty much said this. We had a nice long conversation on top of the world about DVC. Yeah. So that was like he was thanking us for the giving all the information. And if DVC whenever you need or have questions and we're trying to them. persuade your wife, just let us know. Give us a call. We'll be there for you. We can get this done. No, they did. They could get it done. They got <laughs> it done yeah, for me. Scott. Right there. You heard it. <laughs> they got it done at my house. <laughs> 
came over. I wish I wish Disney still had that refer a friend program. They do. Where you get paid they for pay it forward. Blood. Whatever it is. Dream yeah, it it's like twenty-five dollar gift card or something like that. Yeah, no, they don't give you That's monetary fine. value. Uh, fast passes. They, just, they yeah. give you a certificate. Or yeah. something. They don't give you gift cards anymore. A participation ribbon. Yay! Thanks. Hey. Mike, it's a trophy. <laughs> um, Mikey, do you want to share? Or are you you good? Uh, you know, I want to. I want to share this. Um, I reached out to Bob today because I knew we'd be doing this uh, tonight to see if he would be kosher with folks. Uh, maybe they're interested in getting into home brewing and they don't know exactly what uh, you know their their first step should be. He said, "Shoot him a message," and he'd be more than happy to kind of tell you what he knows. He's by no means an expert, he says, but this this glass uh, would would contradict that. Uh, but yeah, I, I would I would hazard a guess he could help you get uh, get started uh, for uh, for your for, for a hobby like that, like home brewing, and, and not not set you up with some shit that's going to taste like a skunk's asshole. Yeah, like Mr. Beer. Yeah. Mr. Beer, don't get Mr. Beer. It looks cute, and that's why people buy it. It's it's a Father's Day gift. It's a son-in-law gift. It's a it's a father-in-law gift. It's the here you don't like do beer, beer gift. I thought you'd get a kick out of it. That's all that yeah. is. It is. Uh, I've owned Mr. Beer. Um, and that's a past tense thing. Yeah, we had a few friends that. that it is. It is fun to make. It is very, very difficult to get anything good out of that. Very difficult. Best homebrews I've ever had were made in Home Depot buckets and. That's kind of where you have to go. Refrigeration coil and. Yeah, the Mr. Beer is like very difficult to get science right. Science school project. Very difficult. Trenton, you uh, you want to share any anything from your note about the beer? No, I already told you it's no, no, it's delicious. no, no. The, the note that Bob sent you. Oh, mine's downstairs. Um, he did mention touching my beard and how he was very excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, making making dreams come true, right there. We're like Make a Wish, yeah. so for drunks. I mean, we are kind of like Make a Wish for drunks. I'm I'm honored that we're Make a Wish for um, drunks. <laughs> I would be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dying liver. It's not, Give us a call. A How about make a drink? <laughs> well, there is allegedly alcohol flying around the country. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Allegedly. 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 Uh, but uh, so, you know what? We're going to keep drinking this tonight as we, uh, as we talk about the Haunted Mansion. Have you ever seen a haunted house? You know that kind, I mean. The old, dark house that's usually at the end of a dimly lit street. The owners haven't seen in years. No one knows really why. The windows are broken and boarded, and the shutters hang loose at their hinges. The trees have grown wild. The branches brush against the side of the withering house, making strange noises throughout the night. There's a high, vine-covered fence on the property. It's there to keep somebody out. Or is it there to keep something inside? It's a house that people avoid walking past at night. Strange sounds come from within the walls, and it's said that eerie lights have been seen in both the attic and the windows 
in the graveyard at the side of the house. Well, our story tonight revolves around this mysterious mansion. One night, not long ago, five professors of Disney history were walking home from dinner. The night was cool, and lightning broke through the sky. The wind began to blow, and the lightning cracked again. Thunder rolled across the heavens and changed this pleasant evening to a night to be remembered. Tim held Mikey's hand tightly as they began walking faster down the dark street. Trenton shuddered in fear, hoping Scott and Adam would protect him. And the lightning struck again and illuminated the front of the old mansion. It began to rain. The five men ran towards the old house, through the old iron gate, and onto the porch for protection. Protection, if they had only known. I start the show with that tonight because back in 1969, uh, when... Was the summer? It was the summer of 69. Okay. Uh, back in the summer of 69, uh, when the Haunted Mansion was opening, Disney decided to do a short kind of story on record uh, of the Haunted Mansion. It's, it's a wonderful, wonderful album starring uh, Ronnie Howard. Yes, the Ronnie Howard. Free happy days, um, and uh, and Roby uh, Roby Lester, Robbie Lester is her name. Robbie, she, Robbie Ronnie. Lester. Yeah, she's a she was a Grammy Award winning singer, and she she and Ronnie Howard get trapped inside the mansion. Thurl Ravenscroft narrates this a wonderful story with Pete Renaday as the ghost host, and uh, uh, some other person is as Madame Leota. We'll talk about her later. But we're doing tonight our Disney history of the Haunted Mansion, and we can only start by going back to the beginning with Trenton. Right. So, um, so Walt, Walt always had this idea of having a a haunted house in his parks, right? I mean, you guys have heard the story right? ever ever since the Burbank days when he was designing his his park for the Burbank lot. Right. Yeah. I mean, he 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 wanted. A haunted house, which he initially wanted to be a walkthrough attraction. I mean, it, right? I mean, it, that's that's what most haunted houses are is is, is a walkthrough attraction. Agreed. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't really work in a in a theme park. I don't think, right? No, because I mean, the throughput would be like it would be terrible. It'd be like a hundred yeah, guests. People walk at different speeds, especially when they're frightened. Well, yeah. So, I mean, you also, I mean, if yeah. you just take example that they have in um, Disneyland for the um, walkthrough castle, there are times where it just gets mobbed with people in front of, like, one little exhibit for hours and you can't see mm-hmm. anything. Right, exactly. And um, so, so Disney, uh, Walt Disney, uh, you know, um, he, he went to Imagineer Harper Goff and he, 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 he asked him to, to draw up something that that kind of fit his idea but i don't think harper goff's really idea really hit the hit the mark and um so he disney wanted to be a a walk through haunted house which was never going to work in a theme park so um eventually it got assigned to to ken anderson who who went off goff's idea but but he went to uh in Shout out to Sydney and Brant Burke, um, a New Orleans themed 
area, which was supposed to be in in Magic Kingdom. Have you guys ever read about this or talked about this? Or yeah, it's um, it would be cool. I think Liberty Square Liberty Square works better, but um, I'm glad that New Orleans got the shout out with the the uh, the hotels, right? Um, and New Orleans, but, uh, New Orleans Square, by the way, is one of my favorite lands in Disneyland. I, it's just oh, it's beautifully redone. Yeah. I mean, I understand why it's, it's not there, though, because it New Orleans is really not that far from Florida. Yeah, and that and that's pretty much why it wasn't included in the Florida plans. Because well, same reason why Pirates of the Caribbean wasn't included, because the designers of, of Magic Kingdom said, uh, "You're near the Caribbean." People actually they know could go there instead are. of doing this yeah. here. Well, they still they still built that shit though. Oh, that was Eisner. He didn't give two shits. Mm, well, yeah. Um. So, but but the initial idea was to have this old, rundown, shitty haunted house, and that's that's not what Disney wanted. Walt Disney wanted uh, an actual haunted house that was a legit mansion. Um. He he gained a lot of traction and and a lot of uh, you know ideas from the Winchester house in California. Um, he, he loved the continuous staircases. He liked the hidden doorways. He liked the the mystery of that house. And um, he didn't want a dilapidated piece of shit, which I think we can all agree that's not a good look for uh, a theme park, right? See, it, uh, Hollywood Tower Hotel. Yeah, it works. It works in some aspects. Like, it works in Disney Paris. And when you look at the tower, I don't feel it's dilapidated or run down. I think it's just styled. Like, I, I get a 40s vibe off of it. Until you get inside. There are some cracks to the outside of it. It's yeah, but it's some... but it's all themed to be that way. It's it's well, I mean, I th- it's yeah. not I mean, like you would theme a haunted mansion that way. It's it doesn't look like a <clears throat> haunted like a haunted house per se, like a truly dilapidated haunted house. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see where you're going now. Well, no, Trent Trent's right. The original design was supposed to be like Harper Goff's original drawings had these. You know, had the shutters falling off, the the siding was missing. Mm-hmm. It was bad, uh, and it was it was supposed to look like an old house. And re- really, like Trent said, he wanted this to be. No, someone takes care of the outside of this house. They just don't go inside, because yeah, the inside's scary. Mm-hmm. Well, not scary, but yes, scary. I, eh, <laughs> that, that's de- that's debatable. <laughs> so. Um, so, really, the the original idea that Walt wanted was, like, a, a museum of the, the, the weird, uh, 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 kind of a Ripley's idea, I think, is what he wanted, and, um, the Imagineers kind of played off of that, they didn't know, should it be scary, should it be fun, should it be silly, and I think they kind of eventually... Agreed that it's a a scary, silly, animatronic, banging doors, you know, cobwebs. But at the same time, they don't want people to be dissuaded to ride the ride. Just, which I think is what we've we've gotten at this point. Well, I mean, as a kid, for me, the name scared the shit out of me. <coughs> like I wouldn't go on this. A hundred percent agree. Just the name alone, haunted. Yeah, no, not at five. I'll pass. Thank you. I was always in the haunted. Oh yeah, me too. Loved this ride. 
one of my favorite rides ever in Rockaway Park before they closed it was their Haunted Mansion. But then, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Grim Getting Ghosts by Extensio is is a great fucking classic Disney song, though. I mean, it's not scary, and it's it definitely adds that that upbeat theme to the ride, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I mean, it, with without the 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 audio cues and the music for this ride, it could be probably pretty scary if they wanted it to be. Well, and, and that's the thing. When it was being designed, you had really two schools of thought on how this was going to play out. Because um, Walt never actually got to see this built. Uh, he died in 66. They didn't actually start building this until after his death. Or actually physically constructing the inside of the rides until after his death. when Because of the... Uh, the halt on any pretty, pretty much any product projects in Disney parks because of the World's Fair. So, Claude Coates and Mark Davis each headed up, kind of a side to the uh, to the Imagineering. Yeah, I mean, and they 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 took out that that walkthrough idea and made it a, an Omni Mover, which was obviously for the best. Um, you got to think uh, a. a, a, a a rotating Omni Mover, which was needed. Yeah, you got to thank um, uh, Adventures in Inner Space for that because if they hadn't yeah. built that before this, this would this would have been a walkthrough, which would be terrible. It'd be a ter- This would be a terrible attraction if it was a walkthrough. It would definitely be difficult to do. Like, imagine, imagine There's no way every it would work. every aspect of the ride that choke point when you get into the. To the Doom Buggies. Well, but I mean, when you think about, like, if they did it today, or if they did it like how the haunted houses work, it it's timed so that you're going through in groups. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, it probably wouldn't be as awful as we're all kind of making it out to be. If, no, you, if, you, would, you would have had a guided tour. Yeah, so, I mean, if it's guided, then it's keeping the pacing correct. Yeah. And I think you would but have But it would have been right. a lot less people. But a lot less people per hour. It it's you know it, it ends up being an an opening day attraction in Disney World. Um, I think it's a it's it's a big favorite for a lot of people. It's uh it's what Walt kind of wanted. In in from the last episode of the show, I can I can say that it's not what Walt would have wanted because he's not alive and he could never say that. But I think this is a pretty good idea of what maybe he cared for, right? Well, I mean, he did design... I mean, he helped work on the entire aspect of it while he was alive. He just never got to see it actually built. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I so, would say this is what Walt wanted. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I can pretty much say that. Don't you think it feels like a lot of the other early... Uh, like Disneyland attractions, Trenton, that just feel like Walt. It just feels like Walt. It does have that old Disney feel. Mm-hmm. I agree. And not just because now, I'm not gonna lie. It's old as a. For for some reason, I can picture this being a boat ride. If it was Walt. If it was Walt. <laughs> because when you think of when you truly think about the early attractions, what he, were they? He liked the he boat. He loves rides. himself a boat ride. He loves boat rides. So. Oh, I, I, and you know what? To be honest, they're some of my favorite dark rides are the boat rides. Even though you say the land isn't a dark ride because you go into a greenhouse, fucking whatever, uh, you're still indoors. Uh, I'm not um, gonna get into this. I, I, with not, you. I don't know. I'm just the saying. It's not a dark ride. 
I, I I like the dark. I like the boat rides too. I like Small World. I like uh, the Grand Fiesta Tour. Uh, if this was this would be difficult as a boat ride though because Frozen? it is multi level. But you'd have a drop, which could be pretty fucking exactly. cool. Exactly. So okay, uh, Trent, tell us as a boat ride. Tell us a little bit about the outside of the uh, the house. So it is that that Vic, that Victorian style um, house, and and that's what I think Walt wanted, or he stated that he wanted. It's um, it's that that it's got that feel, you know. I mean, you see it from the outside, and it's it 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 feels old, and I think that's what the big appeal still is to it. You know, like you guys think think of any movie where it's an old haunted house. What do you think about? Do you think about big pillars in old brick? I mean, I think this windows? is I think this is perfect for it. Uh, it actually takes the the, uh, the Walt Disney World version actually took inspiration from the Harry Packer house in Pennsylvania, in Jim Thorpe, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. Um, it's a, you can actually go there and and stay at this resort. You can this, stop by this and house. say hi to us. It's not far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Um, Why the fuck would you do that? But well, it's it, it's actually not visiting it, you guys, but staying there. Fuck. It, it's a murder. They have like murder mm-hmm. mysteries. It's it's really a cool place. I would do it. So if you ever if you ever get there, check it out. It's I mean it's it's pretty awesome. But they do take this inspiration from that house. So there's a real place where this is inspired by. But I can tell you that I'm I'm glad that the haunted mansion is an actual mansion and not a dilapidated piece of shit like Walt wanted. I think that looks better for the park. You mean that, Har- that Harper Goth wanted? Yeah. Harper Goth wanted the dilapidated. Yeah. No, it's it right, 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 right. But Disney wanted it to be Walt Disney wanted it to be the legitimate WDI wanted it to be dilapidated. Walt Disney wanted it to be pristine on the outside. I think that's why right. the one in Disneyland looks the way it does. And the one mm-hmm. in Disney World looks the way it does. Because they had a little more freedom to make it look kind of more eerie and spooky. To me, that looks spooky. Yep. The one, if you ever see in Disneyland... It's pristine. Yeah, it's a beautiful looking <laughs> exterior. You would, the, the, but the, I, I like the... So, so Disneyland is like the... Or Tokyo Disneyland is like the best mixture of both. Yeah, but when you get... When you start getting into the um, international parks, you're getting far away from what we're used to here when we think of haunted houses. Yeah, and and they had a lot more freedom. The the Imagineers had a lot more freedom to design those rides. Like I said, the Phantom Manor in Paris is probably one of my favorite variations of this because, one, it is meant to be scary. Vincent Price, of all people, is the narrator for that ride, not Paul Fries. And they just recently put that back in. Yeah, it's such a cool, and, and the outside is uh, the outside's dilapidated. The grounds are overgrown. It is a beautiful attraction, it really is. Uh, so as you walk up to the haunted mansion, you see you see the design. We talked about it. We you, you see the Pennsylvania, the New England uh, colonial architecture, but you got to go through the queue. Yes, well, it depends. If you do the fast pass, you skip half of it, almost all of That's it. That's true, almost all of it. Um, there's not much you see. If you, you, you get to you get to look at it as you walk by. Yeah, you, you, get, to, you get to walk past the fun bits. Yeah, you, you skip all of it, like the good parts anyway. Well, the first thing you come on is the the graveyard gates. After you pass through the graveyard gates, you have five busts. Now there is a thing with this six if you count because there's two on one kind of. But we have the <laughs> Dread family, 
And the members are Uncle Jacob, Bertie, Aunt Florence Dredd, Neem McGriffin, and the twins named Wellington and for Cynthia, and of course, Cousin Maud. Now, there is a little thing with this where there's a little murder mystery involved, and I'm not going to give it away here. But, I mean, if you want, I can either tell you the story or you can just private message me and I'll tell everybody the story. Well, why don't we do a little spoiler alert? So if you don't want to hear the story of the Dread family, by all means, skip ahead about two minutes. So skip ahead two minutes. And so that way, if the people want to listen, they can continue listening. So Adam, tell us a little bit about the Dread family, Roberts. No, wait, no, just the Dread family. So basically how this basically works, if you take a really good detailed look at each of the busts, you can kind of figure out who kind of killed who here. And they're all killing for the same reason, just to get at the money. So, if you take a really close look, you notice that Florence, no, I'm sorry, Bertie killed Jacob with poison from Jacob, from Bertie's snake. Mm-hmm. Florence then killed Bertie for revenge with her gun. Wellington and for Cynthia killed Florence as revenge for Florence doing a rogue shot and killing their pet canary. Maud killed the twins with her croquet mallet. Maud accidentally killed herself by forgetting that she put matches in her hair to hold her bun together and setting a fire that ended up killing her. Oh. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you really look, you can see the matches in her bun. Like, if you actually walk around her. Yeah, you have to walk around the bus yeah, to see it. And to find all the clues, they're, they're, once you know the story, they're blatantly obvious. But, like, if you really want to take some time, it, it's really cool to figure this out. It's a kind of, like, the only thing in Disney that I can think of that does this. And honestly, this is the kind of imagineering that was lost for many, many years. This kind of fun aspect to the cues, rather than just putting some video games in where you tap some buttons and spaceships do things. I'm looking at you, Space Mountain. I mean, this is probably... what We only got two scene ones, really, when you think Mm -hmm. about it. We got this one, we got Peter Pan, and from what I... I can't imagine it being cheap. No. So it's probably... Would you want more scene ones? Would you want I like more, the scene ones. But would you want more scene ones or would you want more attractions? Oh. Uh, not in Magic Kingdom. I think we're we're good on number of attractions in Magic Kingdom. I want more scene ones in Magic Kingdom. I want more attractions in Hollywood Studios. Well, that's coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want more attractions in Epcot, too. So now... Yeah, IPs. Yeah. Well, no. No. But you you stop it, Professor. <laughs> so prior to 2011, none of this was here. It was just a standard queue that you walk kind of by the um by the mansion, by the river. And you can look into by the, the ground. Mansion, that, gravestones. Yeah. Well, the gravestones are still there, but they moved them. Yes, but they were there before. Yes, but there wasn't too much there. Now. This is was this Disney's first interactive queue though. Um, I don't, I don't think so. No, because because uh, Space Mountain had their games prior to 2011. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Space Mountain games came in like yeah. 14, I think. Hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. Or was but it? No, I it couldn't. Have, I think oh it was no, no, Pooh Poo Bear, Pooh Bear. I think it was Soren. <laughs> Poo sticks. Yeah, I think actually it was Soren. Was Soren? Soren uh, had that honey stupid wall. video wall that you like played in front of, which hit the balls yep. and the shit back <clears throat> the beach balls and the made you flap your arms. Pretty much. 
<laughs> to the hokey pokey. Turn yourself yeah, around. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, with, so that's one of one of the first interactive yes. cues. So they added a few new crypts, the murder mystery mm-hmm. that we talked about already, and a composer crypt, which features like musical instruments that you press, and if you can get them all going, it's actually playing the Grim Grinning Ghost Song. Um, you have the Mariner's Brinefield. I can't pronounce what it actually is, but... Mausoleum? It, yeah, he, he kind of sings and sneezes from within and kind of spits water at you if you're not careful. You have a crypt for Prudence Pock, the poetress. Poetress? Poet? Is it poetess or poetress? I think it's poetess. Okay. A lady poet is a poetess. Okay. And this is the pretty much the island where you have the books that you can push in and out. And then in the front of it, you have a ghost writing invisibly in her poem book. And you can solve the poems by actually speaking into it. Of course, you have... Oh, that's a cool... That's a cool effect. It is an awesome effect, but it's it's the when one it that works. breaks down the most often. I feel. Yeah. yeah. It's it's when it works, it's awesome. When it's not, not so much. You also have, of course, Master Gracie's tomb, stone, which which is properly relocated yes. at a place where everybody can see it and put a rose on before, it. Before, before it was just off to the side, and you, you walked by it, and people did lay the rose on it because they could reach it, but it was a big stretch now it's now anybody right can do it you don't have to be you don't have to throw the rose out <laughs> yeah <laughs> hope it lands right um you also have some really cool tombstone um tombstones scattered throughout um and they give usually hints back to some of the actual people who worked on the attraction so we have a tombstone for grandpa mark for mark davis and mm-hmm. we have francis xavier for extensio extensio i can never say that right <laughs> Um, we have a mausoleum wall, which features even more Imagineer tributes, and that's um, Mr. Freeze, your voice will carry in the breeze, and that's a tribute to Paul Freeze, who is the voice of the Haunted Mansion. Um, drink a toast to our friend Ken, fill your grass, and don't say when, was a toast to Ken Anderson, and he was, as we already know, the developer of many of the concepts. Brother Roland here reposes his soul above, no one supposes. And that's to Imagineer Raleigh Crump, who was actually did a lot of work on the Museum of the Weird Attraction idea. And some of that stuff did actually make it win. If you ever want a, a, a awesome, awesome look at Raleigh Crump, go back and check out The Wonderful World of Disney in 1965 during the 10th Centennial. And Walt is going around and actually showcasing this attraction. And he comes upon Raleigh Crump with the, with the Ambassador Julie, uh, the 10th Centennial Ambassador for Disneyland. And Raleigh Crump gets super creepy on her. Does he really? Apparently, Raleigh Crump was a big ladies' man. Yeah. But he was a good-looking guy, too. I, I will he say would have that. been part of the Me Too movement, then. Oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably. I think all those guys would have been part I, of the I bet. Movement. I bet Raleigh Crump spent a lot of time, time in the ink and paint department. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a sexist 50s joke, if you look it up. We also have... A train made a stain of absent mind, absent-minded Uncle Blaine. Rest in pieces. Mm-hmm. And that's a tribute to Blaine Gibson. He's the sculptor of hundreds of audio animatronic heads. He actually made the heads for a bunch of audio animatronics. So, I mean, there, it's a great little cue. There's a whole bunch of tongue-in-cheek, very bad dad joke. Right, Tim? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So many bad dad jokes <laughs> in, the, in the queue. 
Especially on the tombstones. We also have, of course, Madame Leota's tombstone. And that's right before you get into the mansion itself. Mm -hmm. You have to be careful with Madame Leota because her eyes open every now and, now and then. And it, 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 I've watched it scare people, so... <laughs> yeah, it's creepy. Yes. And her face moves. Yeah. It's, it's, you know what? And that effect has been there for a while. It's such a great effect. It's awesome. It, it's what scared me as a kid and proceeded to pull my hat over my face throughout half the attraction. So... Because yeah. <laughs> you've probably, if you've ridden it four times, you've walked past it four times and you've never seen it three times, but the last time you walk past it, it happens. And the eyes pop like, open. Oh, yep. I'm like, did that do that before? It's one of those situations where <clears throat> you've never seen it and you never paid attention to it. You kind of think to yourself, did that really do that before? Why don't I remember that? Uh, you know, honestly, the the, uh, the update to the queue is such a perfect update for this ride. Okay. I have only one true problem with the update to this queue. Mm -hmm. If it's raining, that little add-on part has absolutely no cover. Yeah, and that it sucks. Floods. <laughs> And it, that it does spot yeah, it does. floods. It just collects water. So you have everybody just trying to huddle underneath the dry parts to the little overhangs. It, it, that was not fun. But I mean, it, yeah, there's like <clears throat> there's like a small section in the back towards the river mm -hmm. that actually does have a, a, a covered awning. <laughs> yeah, but most of it does not. No, you're gonna definitely want a poncho if it's raining here. I mean, and the problem is also is that because it's out in the Florida sun and it's open mm -hmm. to the elements. It doesn't always work. I mean, things are breaking down on this constantly. Also, if the queue is not at capacity, they cut a lot of it out. No, you you can always go through it. There is a door that says yeah. this way to the um ex the graveyard the graveyard, and you can actually there is a little doorway that you don't have to walk through it if the queue is not long. But there's a uh, little sign that shows that it's still open. It's not like um. Tower of Terror's queue. I just feel like the past couple times that the the cutbacks haven't been open, like you can't touch the the instruments or shit like that's that. That's always open. Yeah, that's always no. open. It, no. You don't have to go through it. I've never. Oh, I've, never I've seen, seen it, it closed. closed once. Not necessarily closed, but you go around no, it. No, it, it, there's been times where it's been actually closed. They do have screens, like storm screens, that they can put down to protect it somewhat. It's not even been like that. It's just that it's been changed. No, up. I've actually seen it with the storm screens down. But that was only for um, early morning extra magic hours once. Oh, uh, well, that makes sense. They, they'll just have you go right through the bypass yeah. and go into the, uh, into the, to the uh, servants' quarters. Sort of like what they do with the um, queue for Avatar, where you just skip everything. So as you, as you exit the queue, there is a door waiting. Now, those two doors are closed. And this is our first real entrance into the, the Haunted Mansion itself. And this is where a wonderful cast member, if they're into it, and they get real into it, can make the Haunted Mansion great. And the doors swing open and your, your butler or your maid welcomes you into the mansion and brings you into the foyer uh, of the servants' quarters with a f picture of Master Gracie. Now, Master Gracie's up there on the wall. There's a fire burning, a crackling fire below. And you see this subtle change happen. You see a slight change go through his picture as he gets older and older and eventually into a, a almost skeletal figure. Uh, Adam, you like you said, 
you don't spend any time in here anymore. And this this was a wonderful entrance. The last few times you don't even watch his face age. You just get thrown right into the stretching rooms. The last, at least the last few times that I wrote it. Yeah, it's it's kind of been like that. They move you right along. This used to be kind of a scene. This used to be the scene one where you're introduced to our ghost host, and he tells you the most famous opening line when when hinges creak and doors yeah. chambers. And it was it was a wonderful place to kind of set the mood. Well, also, this is the only ride that the attraction that I can think of that has like more, like scene one A and scene one B. Yeah, when you think about it. Uh, but but as you as you spend a, just a little brief time here, you you're then ushered into a doorless octagon uh, octagonal chamber, where you see four paintings of noble and respectable people. And our ghost host returns as the doors close behind you. So you're now in a doorless, windowless room. Can we discuss how annoying it is that people that recite this that know it already? Well, fuck you, because I recite I, I do, too. No, I have a tendency no, to do it. You could do it to yourself, but out loud? I mean, it just gets really annoying. It's like singing along to really great piano player in a lounge, man. I don't know. If, if that, you're that, into it, you just do you it. don't ever do that. Ever. It's not polite. Ever. Just, <laughs> don't shout out But OPP. if he plays some OPP. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those things that if there's people there that have never been on the, the attraction, it's just... I don't know. I mean, the, attri- the scene ones are not what they used to be anyway, and I mean, I don't know if we want to talk about that. Why don't we talk about the scenes and then let's talk about the upkeep of yeah. it a little bit in Disney World? Okay. I agree. No, just got, just got to the stretching room part, and I just wanted to talk about number one the people that recite that shit and number two the people that scream when the room goes okay dark. all right so look, yeah, look as like as we said or as i was saying our ghost host returns and the doors close behind you so you're now in this doorless windowless chamber and all of a sudden the room starts to get longer and longer and longer and it begins to stretch most fans of disneyland's haunted mansion stretch room know that That's it's what she said <laughs> Know that it's born of necessity, but that's because Disneyland's is an actual elevator. Now, in Disneyland, the show building and the mansion, which the stretching room is actually in. Now, these are the only parts of the of of the actual ride where you are inside the mansion itself before you actually go into the show building behind it. In Disneyland, you actually have to go underneath the railroad, so guests had to be lowered. 18 feet below ground so they could travel underneath the railway to get to the ride itself. Here in Disney World, we don't have that necessity. We don't have space issues like that. So there's no reason for the elevator. But, because they were building these at exactly the same time, they built two of everything. So there's a complete duplicate from Disneyland and Disney World built at the same time. So all all the busts, all the stuff was just done in duplicate. Um, the stretching room remains because they, they really provide a great introduction to the ride. I mean, this is a perfect way to kind of set the tone for the rest of the Haunted Mansion. It's a little bit creepy, not overly scary, but nonetheless, it actually works to, to a great effect. I don't know. This shit used to scare the fuck out of me. When I was a kid, this would make... Yeah, this is scary. Yeah, this is the only room that scared the shit out of me. It's scary if you're a kid. And there are kids who just break out crying and like... Even with... No, that that was me. I This fucked me (laughs) up. And and now you can see 
what Claude Coates really worked on and what Mark Davis worked on. There is a definite split. Even in the attraction itself, you can feel the split when it's, you can tell who, we'll get to it when we get there. But I just want to take a a second about the scene one upkeeps lately for this attraction. Because it's, it's been kind of sloppy. Um, like the wallpaper's peeling in some spots. You can see some water damage. It's, it's Mm -hmm. not kept up the way it used to be. Thanks, Star Wars. We're not thanking the... F- Whoa, fuck you. What does that do with the fucking Blame the Phoenicians. Thanks, Shanghai. Thanks, Shanghai. That's what it was, but it's not that... <laughs> yeah, thank the, other, thank the other foreign parks that are doing this way better than us. No, it's not way better than fucking Star Wars. I can't say that no, don't, no, 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 no. Don't fucking talk about Star Wars with Trend, this shit. Trend, calm down. Where's the money right now? Where's the money being spent in Disney? But this is this has been a long time since before Star Wars was being built. Marvel, Marvel is getting all the money very quietly in Paris. Money's going to Paris yeah. right now because they just yeah, they, bought it they, back. Are we, are we talking about park money? It's 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 Paris and it's Tokyo. Well, Tokyo is not all owned by Disney. Yeah, Tokyo's it doesn't sure subsidized because it, it does it does because they're not as responsible. It's also the it's also it's also the best Disney park. So look, it is it is kind of a little bit dilapidated. They do need to do some upkeep here for sure. But the uh, the effects that you we see, it's actually the ceiling is actually rising in Disney World, and it's done by creating kind of a cage for the audience. So the bottom portion, the wood paneled wall, is kind of this cage where behind it is the stretch part of the of the ride, and so this wood paneled section with the mantle of gargoyles pro- uh, provides this like barrier for the moving pieces to appear like they're just right there and it's just rising and stretching. It's almost like how a pocket door works. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, there, there's some very cool effects here. The practical lighting is the first part. The gargoyles hold little flickering candle lights and that draws your eye away from where the actual like stretching occurs. The portraits themselves, I mean, the portraits are just a very simple slide kind of Effect, very simple thing that has been done in in you know haunted houses or um, you know the type of attraction for years. But what's really cool is that the picture frame. There's two stationary pieces, the top and the bottom, and the sides are this sort of like moldable fabric or this moldable rubber that kind of like unfurls and moves upward as you go up. So it looks like that picture frame is whole, but it's just getting longer and longer and longer. Is this how you walk through the mirror at? Enchanted Tales of Bell. Uh, probably, but I don't. I don't think it's the same effect. But yeah, it's dude. I just want to unfurl some rubber. I I would love to. <laughs> would you, Scott? <laughs> we can do it together. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you've already had one. What you've already had one host mouth. Oh hug you. my god, Scott! <laughs> Look at those butts. Oh my god! Look at all that rubber you're unfurling. Um, <laughs> But now, now you know the haunted mansion is famous for wall for wallpaper. It really is one of the most oh, yeah. iconic uh, images is is haunted mansion wallpaper. But the wallpaper here is actually iconic as well because it provides another practical effect for the stretching. Because if you have uh, any sort of pattern on this wall other than a vertical seam pattern, it's not going to work. But the vertical seams make the room seem super long when it's when actually the the effect only rises about twenty feet in the air. 
but it feels That's much, a much lot higher. Of feet. But it feels much, much higher. Um, now the last the last real part of the stretching room is the hanging body behind the ceiling script. And the ceiling is nothing more than fabric painted to turn it invisible when lit from behind. And the lighting we get from behind is another practical effect. It's flashlighting from all four sides of the uh, of the upper part of the, the dome there. And it provides this really cool effect where the scrim then fades away because the light below has been, you know, has been snuffed out. And all you see is this body swinging from the, uh, from the rafters. Now, it, it's kind of... Um, kind of important as to why the body's there. There's there's no real story to it, but there's kind of a uh, story behind it in that there was originally supposed to be a ship captain who found out that his or his uh, fiance found out about his past being a pirate and being a bad person and she uh, and he he ended up killing her and hung herself because her ghost would uh, would haunt him at night. See, that story's kind of gone away. This is why that I think I feel this is why this scene one is so important. That first first scene that you walk into, though, because mm-hmm. I always feel that's that at this point the way the storyline goes at that the beginning when he says there's always my way and the lights cut out and you see him hanging, it's almost assumed that the ghost host is the one hanging from the ceiling. That's what I always feel, but yes. I feel like it's also very few people look up. Oh please, no! Uh, I, uh, I didn't look up for the first probably ten times I rode this. I always, I was you're always a hippopotamus. Fascinated. Well, you're already looking up when you're watching the stretching room, yeah. right? But I had no idea that he was up there. It, it's just one of those things. I didn't know that that was the thing. But you were and too you know busy what? screaming if you as missed a kid, it, though, I didn't so. scream. No, I don't scream. I think people that scream during this are fucking annoying. As a kid, I was saying when it scared. Oh, you. it did scare me, but I didn't scream. An no. idiot. As a kid, I screamed my head off when I, that happened. I'd rather be in there with people who reacted to something happening than just everybody just standing still just to see stuff. I mean, if if nobody has any reaction to anything, then this ride, this part of the attraction Fails. is is is, 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 yeah. is it's, it's, it's yeah. the cue is all it is. Fails. You know, I I, I just I so, just yeah. Stop. Even if they're screaming because just 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 to scream because the lights go out, it's right, a reaction. That's annoying. And I think people do that because they've been on the ride before. And they know what's happening, and they're ruining it for yeah. other people. Well, you also have to realize, though, there are 13, 14, 15-year-old girls with their dance troupe or whatever who are riding this attraction who are going to scream and breathe dramatic. Right, and, it's a, and that's this annoying. just that age group. I mean, but you also I, have the same people at any Oh, any no, 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 show, no. Listen, kind of... listen, the last time we rode Flight of Passage, Stephanie can attest to this, and I'll have her posted on the page. The last time we rode Flight of Passage, we had a bunch of cheerleader 13 14 year olds ride it with us and they screamed the entire time and it was fucking horrible have you ever rode a ride with kate smith sounds fucking horrible but she's but she's screaming out of fear and she's having fun i don't it's not out of fear though with with her it's out of fear with these these kids it's it's because they want attention trenton were you ever a kid (laughs) pot kettle were you ever a kid yeah. <laughs> like, you never just did something for the sake of doing it? Hardly. Forget it. He's going from I'm an Ishman Trenton to Old Man Trenton. Yeah. Get off, <laughs> get off my get lawn! Off my, that's exactly it. He's going to be sitting in a... Do you spirit have had it since I was 12? I've been a grown man my entire life. <laughs> no, you are old man, not grown man. Old man. Yeah. 
Old crotchety no, I, <laughs> I think Mikey's right. I think his Mikey's 100% right. If everyone just sits here in silence and watches this thing happen, it's boring. I do like... I, I don't need you to scream excessively, but I do like the reaction. It needs, I don't it want ear-piercing like, screams, if, though. Okay, so we're plugs. plugs. Yeah, we're plugs. What about on roller coasters and stuff? That's totally different. This is... This is com- Why? The Haunted no, Mansion is completely more attention. Totally different. But in a roller coaster, you're normally sitting beside one you person, know. and in this, it's a group atmosphere. And I, I, for me, that's where that I you think want it's attention. Acceptable. So you scream, so everyone I don't looks want at you. Everybody in their doom buggy screaming. I just think that in this particular scenario, when you have, with with just this is like uh, a secondary cue almost because when you get done here, you go and form another line, but. Uh, I think this is where it, it kind of brings you together with people you don't know, and no, everybody that's... has a different reaction. And if every, you know, if, if people have a reaction of screaming or ooh or ah, or kids are like oh, that's cool. because you know they're like they're kids are we'll, crying. We'll, we'll post a poll. <laughs> then that's I, no, I, I will. You will. And do you think yeah, that you will. Uh, it will, it will mean, be I, that? Do, I do you find... think people scream because they're genuinely scared or because they're trying to get attention? No, that's not what the poll should be. That, that doesn't make any difference. away from your experience was what the poll yes. should be. Okay, no, that's cool. If, if it bothers you that much, then and if it takes away from your experience, then that's, I feel bad. People, people that scream think. at the top of their lungs for no reason when the Haunted Mansion stretching room goes black. And you have people... It's not for no reason. It's, it's, it's specifically for, no reason. for the it's, it's reason for, of the light flickering. I disagree. It, it says well, that's a reason. It, when the lights go out and you hear the glass breaking, there's a scream. Yeah. In the, in the soundtrack. That's why they do it. I would probably jump. If I didn't know if it was coming and I haven't been riding people this do it for attraction for a long enough period of time, I'd definitely jump. Trenton, every Easter, my local mall has a little bitty train that they set up for kids to ride around on that has like little Easter bunnies and, and, and you know, spring chickens and stuff like that. Um, there's never any screaming, so I'll let you know. You can come up here and get a, take a well, ride on that. It might be right up your alley. But what are they? But what kind children. of attention are they getting in a it's dark room? It's when the lights are back on. Oh look! Ha 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 ha! I'm so <laughs> funny. We all know what we're talking. You guys all know what I'm talking about. I don't pay attention to other. I guess this is why I vacation differently and I do things differently. I don't necessarily pay attention to anybody else outside my. But what I'm on, I, I don't either. But what I'm on haunted mansion and I'm going in the stretching room and there's a group of thirteen year old cheerleaders and the room goes dark and they go. So pass it's it. Fucking annoying. So don't do the room then. If it bothers you, but if it if it bothers you that much and you see that group go in and you see that so, group so, in so, and you know so you're so I should off, I should I should skip an one. entire section of a ride or attraction if it gets you. No, I'm not no. saying that. Trent, I said wait Trent, for the next one. Is, yeah, hang back, hang back in that uh, in that corridor. And explain and to wait them. one more trip. I, I guarantee you, the yeah, cast member will let you do it. You're absolutely right. Honestly, I I'm with Mikey. This. Even even the screaming doesn't bother me because it provides it provides me. a good atmosphere for the ride. It provides a good atmosphere. Like like Mikey said, it would be boring oh, if everyone just stands annoying. around and looks at it. Um. Well, that's your opinion, man, and you're wrong about it. That's the and you get to have your vacation just like they get to have theirs. It. And if yeah. they want to scream when the lightning flashes, then fucking let them scream. Yeah. Uh, the last the last part I want to talk about before we move on. Well, 
two parts. Really, the portraits themselves are wonderfully done. Like I said, they're just slide, uh, slide and reveal photos. But originally, these were these were hand painted by Mark Davis, uh, hand painted, hand done. They actually did a number of these because they would have to eventually change them out from time to time, and they've they've been updated over the years. But the first one that we see is the ballerina. It starts out as a ballerina, and then slowly you see her revealed, and her dress gets revealed, and then she reveals that she's on a tightrope, and then we see that she's on a tightrope that's fraying above a crocodile. Uh, the next one we see is a it looks like an ordinary gentleman in uh, in dress dinner gear, nicely dressed, and you see he's holding a piece of paper, and then he's in his skivvies because he's really wearing underwear there, and he's standing atop a dynamite, a barrel of dynamite, which is nearly lit by a candle on the floor. Uh, the last, this third one we see is a uh, an elderly lady. She's dressed nicely. She has a rose and. As it revealed, as it, as this photo reveals that she's sitting atop a, a gravestone and the gravestone says, rest in peace, our dear beloved George, but dear beloved George has an axe in his head. And lastly, our photo is a, a gentleman wearing a bowler hat. And as it slowly reveals, he's sitting on top of the shoulders of another man who's sitting on, chop, on top of the shoulders of another man who is in quicksand. These are fucking great, Scott. And honestly, as somebody that's a tattoo enthusiast, these are some of the most popular Disney tattoos that I've ever seen. People get these all the time. I don't time. doubt it. I don't doubt it. They're this wonderful. artwork reminds me of a, a stupid little card game I played a while back at work called Gloom, where like the artwork was the same, and, and the premise was you were supposed to basically depict the worst ways for your characters to actually die. So you had to tell a story when you lay down a character about how they died. And, and the, the object was to make it as horrible and miserable as possible while other people were trying to lay cards down to bring that character back to life. And the object was for you to kill off all the characters in your family. But these scenarios are very similar to what mm -hmm. happens in the game, the scenarios, and the, and the artwork's the same, so it, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it reminds me I really want you to say Exploding Kittens. <laughs> no, it's, it's nothing like Exploding Kittens. No, Exploding Kittens is just a basic card game. Gloom, you have to commit to the part and be able to craft a narrative on the spot to make it fun. Yeah, this is, this is a, just a wonderful, wonderful trick that... The magician's left hand is doing while the whole room is stretching so that we we really take away from the effect that everything else is going on around you that an actual mechanical thing is going on around you and you're focused on other things great magician's trick now i have to ask you a quick question scott because you're the only per mm -hmm. other person who's been to disneyland you can mm -hmm. actually feel a little bit of the elevator moving when you're in oh yeah you disneyland. can feel it because it, it's got to stop at po yeah. one point so you feel the lurch of the elevator i feel like that uh... Uh, do I feel like that takes away from the attraction? Mm. Feeling the what? elevator move? No, no I'm just asking. I'm just asking you. I'm asking you, you guys. That's a lot of people's question. Feel of the attraction. Mm. Not at all. No, it actually no. makes it creepier. I would think if you're not expecting it, it would actually add. Yeah, to it, it makes it a little like, more oh, shit, creepier. Is this moving? Because the, the if you listen to the thing, it even says, "All right, is that all the walls stretching?" Or I don't remember the whole thing, but. Can't think of it, Tim. Quick. Go, Tim. Go. How's it go? Is this room actually stretching, or is it a figure? So when you actually feel it jump, it makes it f like oh, oh, okay. 
Yeah. Uh, awesome, awesome effect. But this room empties out into probably the most frustrating room of the haunted mansion. God, it's the cluster of all clusters. Oh God! <laughs> there's like there's no it's direction like when you walk out the door. Of the ride. It's just poor they cast members flagging you in, and it's just it's just a choke point for the doom buggy loading. I you know, and I don't remember it being this bad when Still they had all the scenes running. That's. Because yeah, there was always the, the while one room was resetting, there was one group in the the next stretch room. Like li there's been times where both stretch rooms have opened at almost seconds of each other. That never really mm -hmm. happened before. No, they they definitely rushed too many people through uh, through the ride, and so you get a clusterfuck of people in this. Basically, it goes from a very wide wide corridor to a very narrow. Two or three people, you know, two people wide corridor, and it just it just choke points. It's really bad. It, it, the the doom buggy loading it's it's a it's a necessity part. You got to get on a ride vehicle somehow. It's it's wonderfully done uh, that they the way they have to do it. I mean, you got to do it at some point. Got to get on the ride vehicle, and this this room also serves as a way for your eyes to kind of finally adjust to the darkness uh, from coming out in the bright bright Florida sun. Does anybody else ever get terrified by that moving? mat in front of you when you when you step on it from not moving and try to get to the doom buggy in time and hope you're not the asshole that causes them to stop the ride so you can get in there no, because I run. you, you, you no, fucking a, got I'm terrified I run I run to my doom buggy I run to my yeah. doom buggy God, I, I don't want to be I get that guy. so nervous looking <laughs> at that thing flying by it's the same way when I do Cali River I'm looking at that fucking carousel going oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit and then getting off of it's the worst because now you really have to pay attention to what you're doing. I run off. Yeah. I run on that ride and no, the one for uh, the people mover. The only yeah. one for the people mover gets me is when we're getting off and people just want to stand there instead of walking down it. It's like, come on. Yeah, that's why I skip that ride. Well, if you got the escalator going up, the the flat escalator going up, and then the, oh no, I meant yeah, I meant I meant the I meant the up and down. Tim. That's just like, too much movement to not be on moving on. Instead of just walking, it's like Jesus Christ. Yeah. That doesn't bother me. That's, it feels good. That's, I can't that, say that's anything. their option, man. I can't say anything because there's been times it feels like it gives you like a little well, foot massage there. if you stand really close to the edge. On the pirate, the rollers room? feel really good on your feet. Pro tip, folks, right there. <laughs> so as we as we enter the doom buggy, uh, we we go to the next scene. And Mikey, tell us about those. Okay, so you know you, you finally uh, you got you got uh, the nerve up to get on that uh, conveyor belt and get in one of these little doom buggies, and uh, you know the ghost host walks you through the safety spiel on the lap bar and everything. And uh, hey, you know what? Now you're on the ride, and the first thing you do is you go under. This decorative uh, red and gold swag curtain that uh, takes you into, I guess it's kind of a foyer, I guess. Uh, it's this little small room. It's got a staircase that goes up to an upper floor. And it kind of really sets the starting point to kind of cement you to the fact that you are actually inside of the mansion. You know, you're not uh, just going through cues and stuff. This is like the first real interior room of the ride from getting on the Doom Buggy. And and that staircase is kind of what you know uh, cements that for you. Now you just got a couple staircase, a couple paintings on the walls, some chandeliers hanging, but it it gives you kind of a an old time Victorian kind of vibe. 
and uh, that kind of goes through it. It makes a right-hand turn, takes you underneath the top landing into what I kind of call the lightning hallway because it's just that hallway with uh, with, with with a lot of lightning. Um, you know, it, it's kind of the first, I would say, spooky scene of the uh, sh- sh- of the actual ride, short of the stretching room and and you know the the suicide. Uh, but, uh, you do have, uh, several, you know, paintings and portraits on the right-hand side of the hallway, and on the left-hand side, you've got big picture windows, and as, as you travel down this, you got lightning flashes from outside the windows, accompanied, accompanied by thunder, which happens almost the instant the lightning flashes, so it must be striking right outside, uh, the window, as we all know, it takes a little while for thunder to catch up, so it's, lightning's happening very close. And uh, when the lightning uh, strikes, you you get these um, uh, scenes that, that they they, illum- they illuminate the paintings with some horrific scenes hiding just underneath uh, underneath the, the surface of each painting. You know, it, it's it's kind of a, a, a macabre kind of thing where you see these normal paintings, and then when the, stru- the, the strikes of lightning, uh, you get something more sinister. Uh, underneath, and and this uh, this scene was updated back in two thousand seven with the refurb. Um, to reflect the same experience you get from Disneyland as you're walking through the queue. These same paintings are in Disneyland, but they're in the queue as opposed to uh, the actual uh, ride once you're uh, seated into your to your doom buggy. But um, you know, you uh, you advance, you know, down down the corridor, and I, I'm kind of in favor of the change with with that because the original paintings were. Um, made to give you the illusion that the eyes of the portraits were following you as you passed which is is a very subtle effect and it's very static and if you weren't paying attention you wouldn't really know that was happening uh for one and for two it seems a little ridiculous to use the same gag twice in uh scenes that are back to back because right after you go down that hallway you go into the library and uh, currently, the library remains mostly unchanged from its original installation, um, and, and it can only be found. The library scene is only in Disney World and Tokyo Disneyland. Uh, Disneyland in Anaheim does not have it, um, and it has its own little snippet of dialogue. If you pay attention, you'll hear the ghost host narrate that. Now, it was recorded the same time as the Disneyland California attraction. Uh, narration was, but we get a little a little extra here in in Orlando because of of the library scene. Um, it's 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 very dimly lit, but in all actuality, it's probably one of the brightest scenes in the whole attraction. I think uh, there there is there is quite a bit of light in it, but it's uh, it, it's real it's real subdued, um, and it's real warm because it's supposed to simulate uh, the Victorian era. You've got some some. Actually, some mismatched furniture in there that doesn't match at all. Uh, you've got you've got an oil lamp burning on a side table. You've got uh, all these bookshelves lining uh, floor to ceiling bookshelves that line the room, and a ladder as as you know fancy ass library. Scott probably has one at his house. Fancy libraries have uh, a ladder so you can get to those uh, top shelf uh, volumes of the Encyclopedia Britannica. Um, but uh, interesting, and I didn't know, honest to God, I did not know this until I did research that the the bookshelves aren't really bookshelves. That's just a mural. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never noticed because, I mean, I, there was so much going on there. I never noticed that that was just basically painted uh, 
to, to, to look like, like it's a flat wall. It's, it, well, it's a mostly flat wall. Now, there are some actual books here and there that are on, uh, on a track that kind of move in and out from the wall to simulate, uh, you know, an apparition pulling them out. Um, and you do have some inset vignettes with marble busts. And all of this does lend to the illusion that this is an actual bookcase that's sticking out, you know, from the wall. Um, and, and you actually have uh, a couple of, uh, you know, books laying on the floor and maybe some books kind of slide along the floor a little bit to kind of, in, you know, uh, further on that, that, that there are some spirits, uh, not necessarily apparitions, but some spirits that accompany uh, you on this uh, tour, you know, of the mansion. Um, quick note on those on on the marble busts that, that I mentioned because this is actually something really cool, and they're featured prominently here because they are kind of I guess they're lit from below inside those vignettes, so they really stand out. They're brightly lit when everything else is really subdued and dim. Um, the ghost host lets you know, and this is the bit that you don't find anywhere else. Uh, those marble busts are some of the greatest ghost writers the world has ever known. That's the line he uses uh, to talk about that. But honestly, who the hell are these faces? Because as Adam mentioned uh, with his, uh, his, his bit about the, the murder mystery, uh, everything here really has a story behind it. And, and you can't have some busts uh, in, in this attraction that, that don't have... Uh, any uh, you know um, drive or a- any st- a- any names for them? So who who the hell are they? Well, it seems like only one of them has an actual name, and one of them goes by Aunt Aunt Lucretia. Um, that's an actual name that was listed in the artist sketches for this room with one of the busts. One of them was named Aunt Lucretia from that sketch. So that's the only actual name given to any bust here by. Uh, WDI, uh, as it were, but uh, there's been some cast members that have lovingly given names to the rest of them, and I'm, I'm not going to go into detail about this uh, this thing uh, that I found o- online, but you, you can find more information um, at, at doombuggies.com, I think, but uh, there's an entire work of, uh, work of fiction that gives uh, backstories to every character in this attraction and according to that you've got uh, a bust by the name of Edgar Allen you've got Elizabeth Barrett Alfred Lord and Henry Wadsworth and that makes up the busts from uh, the library now the the, the busts they're, they're they're interesting because as you go by them it's almost like they turn to, to look at you as you go by and that's because they're created um, inverted. So instead of a sculpture uh, protruding out to you, this actually is more concave. And the Imagineers got this idea because they were uh, working on an Abe Lincoln animatronic and they were looking at it from the back side, which already sounds creepy, but they realized that the way his head was built, when they moved, it looked like he was looking at them no matter where they went. Like, the eyes... The, these undead eyes of Abe Lincoln were following them, so they decided to use that same uh, illusion and apply it to those those sculptures and those busts uh, on the bookshelves and the library scene of the Haunted Mansion. And uh, I would say if, if you're there, take a good look at them because they are taking a good look at you. <laughs> yeah, it's, a so really, it's a really cool effect, and, and it's something very simple. Literally, it's just a concave bust. Yeah, simple effect. 
Nothing, nothing special effect, nothing uh, mind-blowing that you're going to find over at Flight of Passage, but nevertheless draws your attention every time. It does, and and while you're busy looking at that, you may miss something really cool, which is when your doom buggy goes into the next scene, and that's uh, uh, the, I mean, I guess the music parlor. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what you really would call that. Um, but you go into this room, and it's it's probably one of, I like the way it's lit. Okay, that's my personal opinion. I like, I, I like scenarios and how things are set. I like the way this one's lit because the bulk of this room is washed in green with like an overhead light and it's got highlights of like blues and purples kind of here and there which when you think of Disney and you think of evil the color scream for that is pretty much always green and purple and this kind of hits on that a little bit. Um, you, you, you enter this uh, this room here, you're facing it you know from the Omnimover and right in front of you uh, to the right you've got this upright base. I mean, I guess it could be a cello, but it looks like a bass. It's it's fucking tall. Yeah. I don't see if I don't see a bow beside it, so I'm gonna just call it a slap bass. Um, and then, you know, on the left hand side of the room, you've got this small Victorian style couch, and it actually has a little fiddle or a violin. I guess it's you know this castle exists in New England to be a violin because down here we call them fiddles. <laughs> um, you've got you've got a violin, but in the middle you've got the actual centerpiece of this room, and that is this. Uh, this this ornate uh, styled um, piano and it is it is draped in cobwebs all over it. It has uh, uh, a Liberace style chandelier uh, perched right there on top of it, and you know the keys are being pressed and there's this slow kind of ominous piano tune playing that fits in with the the backing music of the attraction of of the ride. And um, if you look toward the floor, you can actually see it. The, the shadow of the invisible spirit that's playing the piano. Uh, as, as the keys are pressed, you can see the, uh, the actual uh, uh, spirit playing it. And, and of course, this, this is also, as you exit this room, you get the line from your ghost host uh, about the uh, 999 happy haunts, but there's always room for a thousand. So that, that that's the first time you hear you know that line as you exit that you and then you go into this just weird wackadoo staircase room that was part of the 2007 refurb that for you know it it's exclusive only to Disney World and as much as it kind of fits in with the haunted mansion it kind of also doesn't fit in with the haunted mansion it just it's like an MC Escher yeah. room. Yeah, oh no, it's definitely the MC Escher room. I mean, he would pop a chubby over this. Oh yeah. But it's just it 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 the the way this mansion flows, this just doesn't quite gel, but it I mean, you've got staircases that go from wall to wall, floor to ceiling, ceiling to wall. I mean, they're upside down, they're right side up. Uh, you got them that go from left to right and you got them that go from right to wrong. It's just it, it's a damn mess. But it gives them the possibility to have a gag because they're all carpeted staircases and the way it's all lit is they can show some glowing footprints on the staircases, on the carpet, as like, you know, a spirit is walking. Is it up? Is it down? Who the hell knows? Uh, Walking on the stairs. Um, It just... I don't know. That's just the only part of the entire ride I kind of go, eh, 
about. And, and but thankfully, you're you're only there for like three seconds before you're uh, moved off into uh, probably what I would say is a hallway that has some, like Scott had mentioned, the most iconic bits of imagery in all of Disney. You know, Mikey's referring to is that famous purple wallpaper that everybody goes apeshit over. And when you first see it, it, the wallpaper actually inside the pattern has eyes that are glowing and staring at you. And it slowly just morphs into regular wallpaper as you get farther into the room. And this is a room where we find it delightfully livable in this ghostly retreat. Every room has wall-to-wall creeps and hot and cold running chills. For me, it's, it's one of the creepiest rooms in the in the whole attraction is you start off with this suit of armor and as your your doom buggy is passing him it kind of leans forward and drops its weapon a little as if to say it's going to come after you and then you go and you pass by the what we call the infinity hallway with this floating candelabra and this is the one that this is the part of the attraction that always scared the shit out of me as a kid because I thought it was a real ghost just hanging out there waving this candelabra down the middle of this hallway. And you get farther into the room and it, you, you get into the viewing room part of this, this hallway and it's you see a, a casket lid, you see a casket in like this, uh, almost like an atrium and the lid is being pushed up by somebody inside and it's just keeps saying, let me out of here, I want out of here. And if you've ever listened to this part of the ride without the music, just heard the audio it's fucking creepy as hell oh my god this part actually hits home because I watched the movie The Nun literally today I don't know if you guys have seen that movie so in the times of the bubonic plague they buried people with a bell on their their their, their gravestones with a, oh, a yeah. bell oh, yeah. so it's 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 why it's the, the, the term dead ringer is a thing it's routinely, um, they buried people the alive. The guy in the movie there. today got yeah. buried alive, and he was trying to beat his way out of the coffin. That's fucking terrifying. <laughs> Let's be honest. Well, this was it was a thing back in the day. I mean, it was totally a thing. Getting buried yeah. alive would be yeah. worse than literally 90% of shit I can think of. That's one thing I thought about, Tim, when I watched that movie today, was the scene in The Haunted Mansion when the guy's... He's pushing the fucking coffin open. Yeah, it's eerily lit inside. You got this green glow coming out. There's some fog. So you hear, you hear some random screams throughout as you're as you're riding past this casket, and then like the really fucked up shit starts happening. You pass through all these doors, and you get door handles jiggling, and you just know stuff's trying to get out of these rooms after you. you get, door knockers are banging, and there's doors stretching and bulging with more of that eerie green glow and fog coming out. It, it's just really really spooky and, and all through in between the doors is just these weird little pictures and portraits of, of various those, those ghosts pictures and skeletons the, the, the paintings that look normal and then when the, the lightning flashes it... no those are no, those are no, those oh no are, I thought those were by the those are by the casket though are they not those are just no. ghosts all the time no no mm. and then you have this little crocheted uh, I don't know what you want to call them. But, you know, the things that your grandma used to do. Doily. Cross-stitch <laughs> knitting. On the wall it says, Tomb Sweet yes. Tomb. Yes. And it's right before you get to that famous grandfather clock that reads 13 and the minute hand just constantly spinning. finger bones. 
Yeah. And it's like Fucking a devil's tail for a pendulum. And that is the ending of that room. I love this I love this hallway with the doors that have the effects that push out. Yeah, it's creepy as shit. Um, the the guy screaming, Let me out of here. It, it's such a great, great scene. If I was sick, If you've ever been stuck in that room and the music goes away, they still play like yeah. the mm-hmm. sound effects of the people the thing is trying to get in the, and that's yeah. creepy as hell with the bones and the different groans and growls that Very come out of those cool. rooms. Very cool effects. Uh, the next scene we do come to is the seance room. And this is this is a classic scene. And that is Madame Leota. Now, Leota first appears in the circle seance room, summoning the mansion spirits from all, all, all around you through this illuminated crystal ball. Now, when it originally first opened, the crystal ball was sat on the desk or on the table. And the, spoiler alert, the actual effect was just a LED projection or a, a wide-angle projection inside a mannequin's head that would project the face onto the onto the inside of it and you would see it kind of reverse backwards. Now, Leota's face was actually a visual image of the Imagineer who who actually did this and that was Leota Tomb. She actually provided the face for for Leota, which is why they call her Madame Leota. Um, and yes, her actual last name is Tombs. I think this is the best scene. Very much so. This is as as we got on in technology. This is the really cool part. Disney was able to float the apparatus and float in a self-contained uh, projection that would be powered and and do all the same things, and brought the crystal ball floating in the air. Now in Disney World, it was always because it came in around two thousand seven or eight um, when they finally did it. Um, they were actually able to fully contained it. But the way that Disneyland first did this, and this is the really cool part, is they floated the crystal ball and then projected from outside of the crystal ball onto the front of the face. Very, very technically difficult uh, effect to do. Madame Leota is, is uh, played by Leota Tombs, but the voice, and if you've ever watched some of the most classic Disney films, the voice oh of Madame Leota is done by Eleanor Aldley. Serpents and spiders, tail of a rat. Call in the spirits wherever they're at. Rap on a table. It's time to respond. Send us a message from somewhere beyond. Which is the yep. stepmom from Cinderella, the evil, uh, the evil Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty. There you go. There you go. That's all you get. You can stop there. Uh, I mean, that's all you need to know. <laughs> it's Maleficent. That, it's that's Maleficent. Who does it. mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, the, the face is actually reprojected onto a special LCD projector with a fisheye lens inside this moving globe onto a static head form. It's such a great, great effect. And all around you, there's there's all these things that are just floating in midair. As she's doing her incantation, she's calling out to each of the things, and they do the sound effects. There's a rap on the table if you if you're in the room for that scene. Um, there's uh, trumpets playing when they ask to sound the trumpets. When she asks for a bell, there's a bell. Great effect. Now, be forewarned. Do not get out of your doom buggy, because the this is a stage, and the actual floor is about 15 feet below you. So if you get out of your doom buggy to try to get to Madame Leota, you will fall about 15 feet and break an ankle. And then they'll stop the attraction and they'll say something about how the ghosts have caused some, you know, Havoc. hijinks. 
Havoc. And, and then you're all getting evac Yep. People are going to want to know who... And probably a lifetime ban for getting out of Yeah. Evening. Well, that's not quite climbing the pyramid level. That's just being a little sober ignorant. There's a difference between sober ignorant and drunk <laughs> ignorant. Yeah, that's this ignorant. Is, this is so. also probably one of um, the after- only rides that you can probably slip out of that shit if you really wanted to. No, 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 no. I get that. Oh, yeah, but no, like that, is... la- that lap bar is oh, yeah. not really getting <clears throat> you in that. Right? No. I mean, it keeps you in there. A lot of the dark rides are True. like that, though. When you think it's, about it, it. Yeah, anything that is like an all-ages kind of yeah. ride... Yeah, the restraints aren't that great because you got to be able that's to That's true. No, no, that's true. Like that that, that applies to like even Thunder Mountain when me and Stephanie have one lap bar. Or no. Yeah. Thunder Mountain. Well, the whole front of the doom buggy closes. No, I think you so can slip out of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Too. Come on, Tim. You could do that. You can't get out of that seashell in Nemo. You can get out of almost any of them if you really mm. want to do when you think yeah. about it. Except for, like, the ones that truly restrain you. And you can get out of Tower of Terror at any point. We here at Three Sheets of the Mouse highly, highly discourage <laughs> anyone from getting out of any attraction ride yes. at any place in Disney yes. World. Well, Tower of Terror, you can trick your seatbelt. You can trick them and, and bunch it, you know, pull the seatbelt out farther than you need it and then bunch it up so when they come by and check. That's what I do in a lot of rides. I stick my fucking gut out so when they push it down, just like on Flight of Passage, I fucking act like I'm farther back so that she doesn't shove that shit down. And you can get some, uh... You right? Yeah, I, want some, I want some flight time. If, if, <laughs> uh, if you don't bring the shoulders down all the way on uh, Stitch, um, if you have that gap, then you miss out on the That's effect of him running around. And like half the gags you don't yeah. get because it's not in the right spot. Yeah, well, you miss it's it anyway. Right. Right so, I'm just saying. So, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful scene. Very classic, very... Again, one of the one of the most important scenes in the ride because this is the time where it is believed that well, it actually is that all the spirits have now actually are able to be seen. Like for the for the entire portion of the ride, we actually haven't seen any of the spirits. But now that Madame Leto has called them to the um, called them to the to the living world, you can actually see all the spirits now. And the first place you see spirits, Adam. Is the ballroom uh, scene, which is an ADD lover's dream, because there's so much going on. I think on I lied. This, this might be room. the best scene. <laughs> I love this scene. This, uh, we've gotten stuck, and there's still stuff that I'm still. This is also has one of the best I, stories, I right? What do you mean? I guess I'm thinking of Disneyland. the The dude that the dude no the dude that the shot the dude that tried to shoot yeah. at it. No. Yeah. Yeah. Disneyland has oh, a. Yes, pol- yes. Oh, that's yeah. You're thinking of Disneyland. Tried to that's shoot awesome. at it. So when you first actually travel into the room, first thing you're going to notice is the green fire fireplace, which is kind of built onto the wall. And if you just keep your eyes moving, you notice that there's a hearse that's pulled in through the doors of the ballroom. And there's a coffin that kind of fell off the hearse. And just kind of... I ain't seen none of that shit. <laughs> yeah. It's there. I promise you. It's there's there. a it's, lot that it's happens. On the far, it's on the far right side. It, yeah. It's a busy room. Oh, if it's on the right side, then that's probably why I've never seen it, because you come in from that side and you just keep on trucking. Yeah, but if you you really... I, we've gotten stuck in this room, so we've gotten lucky. But, I mean, you also have your ghost 
rotating around the ceiling, you have your ghost on the chandelier, rocking back and forth to the grim grinning ghost. And it seems to also be a birthday party. I like cake. Because if you look at the table, there's a birthday cake and there's a ghost blowing out her candles. Mm-hmm. You have a king's, a guy in a king's crown, and then you almost have like a leafy-like crown on another guy sitting at the other end of the table. And then, of course, you have your dancer, who are dancing, what? Why are you shaking your head like that? No, I'm just, I'm like, I fucking, I I go through this and I'm like, oh god, that's cool, I can kind of see through them. Oh, that's neat, they're dancing, but they're not really there, but they are. I, I no, everything you're saying, I'm sitting here like, wait, what? Okay. Now... You know, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Now I have to go ride this and get out of my doom buggy, oh, so they'll stop the ride, and I can be like, no, listen, Karen, I'm trying to figure out what the hell's going on in this party. I mean, also, okay? I forgot under, I th- the guy at the table. There's a guy sticking out half underneath the table. There's yeah, just he's, his he's passed out. In the Disneyland version, you could actually have dinner yeah. in the ballroom. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, yeah, they did that. They there. did that a couple times. Yep. Um, my personal favorite part of this room are the dueling portraits, where the two portraits on the wall are shooting at each other, and yeah. you also have the organ, where the guy's playing the organ, and there's little like ghost tendril things coming out of the pipe organ pipes. Mm-hmm. It is the busiest room that you are always going to catch something different. Um the dancing scene and most of the ghosts are done using the Pepper's Ghost effect, which is a lot of reflections and mirrors and all that fun stuff. It's also why the men are leading the women in the dance. Because when they actually filmed it and taped it, it's backwards. Everything's reversed. So it looks like the mm-hmm. men are lean- the women are actually leading. And there are 12 dancers total. There's descriptors. And I, I, I can literally sit here and talk for literally hours about everything that's going on in this room right now. I mean, if you want to look more into the Pepper's Ghost effect, this is, it's all yeah, over the internet. You can talk about this forever. It's fucking. This is a great scene. Yeah. Well, this is also the room that was famously. They have to keep adding dust to it because it keeps cleaning itself. So this is actually. It's it's funny that Tim mentioned that because Stephanie's mom. I was at her house earlier, and I took a picture because she has this old book from Disney. It says, The Haunted Mansion may be a poltergeist paradise, but for Disney maintenance crews, it's a veritable nightmare. To keep it nice and dirty, furnishings must be mm-hmm. constantly covered with dust, the corners with cobwebs. Quote-unquote, dust is purchased by the pound and distributed like grass seed from hand spreaders, yet it seems to be ev- it seems to evaporate into thin air. Legend has it that since the Magic Kingdom opened in 1971, the maintenance personnel have spread enough dust to bury the entire haunted mansion from ground up. Wouldn't surprise me. That's yeah, I don't. I don't well, when you think about, well, think about HVAC. Oh yeah, it's gonna be the HVAC system sucking it all up. It's dust. It moves, and there's a lot of moving parts that, like the parts that they want dusty, they have to dust. I'm just saying that's from an old, old, old Disney book. But can you imagine putting a fucking grass seed spreader full of dust and turning that little crank and just shooting it everywhere. <laughs> I want that job. I want that. I just want to, like, dressed up like fucking Walter White and just spraying dust on everything. It's like, what do you do for a living? Oh, I dust the haunted mansion. <laughs> oh, you clean it? Nope. I, I, I dust it. Did you not hear me? How much money do you think you have to have to get your ashes put in one of those fucking dust, in one of those dust spreaders? They won't do it. Well, you'd have to actually go to the supplier of the dust. 
Put, put my dust in your dust. I think you'd have to just find a, a sketchy guy that works there. I mean, if I was the duster, I'd, you know, I'd take six figures and put your... I'll carry that shit. Yeah, Smuggle that the, shit uh, in your pocket inside. Ballroom. But you also have on the table yep. itself the hidden... One of the easiest to find hidden True. Mickey in the Haunted Mansion because it's actually the plate set up like a Mickey head. So as you, uh, as you pass through the ballroom and as you finish in the ballroom, you get to the attic scene. And the attic... Just like the ballroom, it's got a lot going on. It's also the first really creepy scene, I think, of this ride. Yeah. Well, the, the hallway. Besides, for, besides from 13-year-old screaming in terror. Like. Right? Yeah. And, and everything else up until now. No, I get what you're saying, but I think this is the first, like, actually, like, scene that it's like, oh, this is a murderous bitch. I think it's, um, you're thinking well, this more was added, But this was also added in. This wasn't always this way. It is. It, it, well, I'm only talking about the, the recent version, yes. I, I agree. Um, so talk about it. So this this most recent version is really, it shows all the portraits. It's 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 any person's general attic. So and, and <laughs> it's really stupid. But when I get into the scene, I think of Christmas Vacation when Clark Griswold is in the fucking attic <laughs> and he's seeing all the old shit. Yeah. But... It's it's all the old pictures of her former husbands, which also includes our ghost host. I I'm 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 positive that, that there's no actual tie into this, but they're all decapitated and dead. Um, that happens. Yeah, that happens when you get decapitated. I, I guess she I guess she has an mo. <laughs> she is what I'm saying. She does, and and that's the this is really kind of a, a thing for the Haunted Mansion that each scene tells a story. And th th that's what I'm saying. This this scene really tells the story that she likes cutting heads off. And then the worst part is at the end when she has the hatchet. You know it's fucking brutal. This is some this is some fucking Lizzie Borden shit. She, she doesn't like Lizzie Borden she's fucking without, without, without the She's not giving head. She's thing. taking head. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, it is, you know, the, the new scene is pretty cool because as you as you go by each portrait, you see the head disappear. It's that's and that is this this scene is really and if you, if you pay attention to the details here, if you look past the cobwebs, if you look past the, I mean, it, it, it's fucked up. Mm -hmm. This this is the first. That's what I said. I mean, like like I was saying, this is the really first fucked up scene of this this attraction, I think. I think it's pretty fucked up when the guy's hanging there. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Fucked up. I'm sorry. And that's before you... Yeah, yeah you, that, that's pretty fucking morbid. But this morbid. bitch is cutting people's heads off, like, multiple occasions f for money. Yeah, mm -hmm. but you, it's not as blatant as the hanging guy, I feel. If you would have to explain mm. that to a kid. There's yes. no real good way you can explain a kid hanging from a Like a guy hanging there. Yeah. It, it's a lot That's harder true. to explain that away than <laughs> explaining this. Like th this. Why does she have a hatchet? I don't know. She was cutting wood. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> it's cold in New England. Why does she have also, the hatchet? She was, uh, she was this, cutting this it is away a weird callback. <laughs> this is a weird callback to that scene. How do you guys think they make that, that uh, mannequin swing? Is it air? Yeah, just a blast of air. Yeah, it, it, it's either that or it's actually I'm, the whole mannequin doesn't is not actually hanging. It could be just a metal like pole. Yeah, it's yeah. a rope. It could be a, could, a yeah. disguised pole and 
they just want to motor actuate it and move it back and forth. Uh, that's right. So, I mean, so the attic seems like the most detailed scene of this attraction to me. There's a lot of stuff up there. There's so much to see. There is so much to see here. And, and really, the moral of this scene is that this bitch has been cutting people's heads off for a hot minute. I don't know if that's a moral. <laughs> it, it's immoral. It's immoral. Moral wasn't the right word. The <laughs> the takeaway didn't the write takeaway this from this scene is that this bitch is a murderous cunt. Yeah, I don't know if I'd call that a moral. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't 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 marry her is the moral of this scene. <laughs> right. Don't like who sees this? They're like, yeah, she's. I mean, she must be riding dick like a motherfucker. She's got to find a new uh, new man to give her a pearl necklace every time. And they cut his fucking head off. Yep. She gets a pearl <laughs> necklace and then she cuts their head off. Oh, God. Like a praying mantis. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know to get hard or get fucking freaked out. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> we rode this once and got stuck right in front of uh, the end as you leave and you see her right there and she's doing her her bit with the hatchet and stuff like that we got stuck there for three minutes so i got to see the whole routine on a so speaking speaking of that mikey um leaving this scene in a a transition this is my the scene after this is my favorite scene to get stuck on yeah i mean you've been delayed at every scene at some point this but 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 after the but after the attic is the best scene to get delayed the whole ride i hated getting stuck in the attic because that gets really And we got stuck there really for like quick. 20 minutes one time. But But after the attic, you get you oh, get to God. go backwards and lay lay yeah, back, you get, right? You, you oh, do buggy turns around. Perfect place for Trenton's nap time. Yeah. Right, that's my nap time. So that's why I'm trying to transition because we're fucking you it do up. Do buggy turns around, you come out of the attic and go right into the <laughs> graveyard scene, which is my favorite scene the whole ride. Is that because you get shot out the window? Yeah, pretty much. It, it, what the storyline is is that she actually pushes you out the window in your doom buggy. That's the unofficial, yeah, unofficial yeah. official thing. I wish it was some padding. Yeah, so like the hardest rock. They are. They are. They are. It's also flat. where the, the the grim grinning ghost song comes back in and it's blaring through the whole scene. Uh, the ghosts are pretty much having a party in the graveyard. You see spectral ghosts flying above you, like projection style. Uh, the first. Real animatronic you come across in the scene is the groundskeeper and his dog, and he's just standing there with his lantern shaking. This That's you great, see a crows yeah. in the background. Uh, you see come across some ghosts that are playing instruments that are supposed to be playing the, the music for the the song. You have uh, a wolf howling, ghosts popping up from behind grave markers, uh, skeletal dog, and some cats meowing. <coughs> Two ghosts are sitting there riding a seesaw. And then you come across probably the famous, most famous part of this scene, and that's the singing busts, also known as the Mellomen. Now all these guys have yes. names, and they're all the lead singers to this song. When the crypt doors creak and the tombstones quake, happy haunts materialize and begin to vocalize. Grim, grinning ghosts are to socialize. And don't try to hide. Yeah, they each take kind of turns yeah. at some point. And several of them are also based off Imagineer. Well, what is an Imagineer? 
Mm-hmm. But they're all they're okay. all at the actual singers of the song. They it, the first guy, um, the character's name is Rollo Rumpkin, and he's played by Vern Rowe. And then next to him, the bust is broken and kind of hanging on the floor. That's Uncle Theodore, played by Thurl Ravenscroft. Cousin Algernon is next, and he's uh, played by Chuck Schroeder. Then you have Ned Nub, played by Jay Meyer, and Phineas P. Pock, played by uh, Bob Ebright. And then uh, once you pass that, you have more ghosts. They're having dinner at a table set up in the graveyard. You see some ghosts riding some spectral bicycles flying past you. Some are drinking tea. There's a tomb mm. that has bulging bricks coming out, like something's kind of pop out of the tomb. Uh, a singing mummy, and there's a deaf ghost standing next to him, pretending like you can't hear him. And then the other second famous part of this scene is the singing diva, which is big, operatic Viking-looking chick with long braids and this guy holding her, her hair in his hand. With some headless knights. Uh, there's another tomb where a skeletal arm has got a, a mortar trowel and he's bricking himself in the tomb. There's a lot going on in this scene, but it's my favorite scene. Get that iconic song through the whole scene. Yeah, I love that song. And the Mellow Man are, are just Disney legends. I mean, yeah. everything from uh, Alice in Wonderland to Peter Pan, Late, Lady and the Tramp, that song, He's a Tramp by Peggy Lee. Mellow Man are the background singers of that. Great scene. Great scene. Love the graveyard. Uh, honestly, if you get slowed down or stuck in the graveyard, I don't mind yeah. whatsoever. It depends, because if you're stuck by that one pop-up thing that screams oh, constantly, yeah. it gets really <laughs> stale real quick. Yeah. So, after <laughs> last week's show, talking about the Jungle Cruise, this is the one scene that I think shows the age of this ride the most. Mm, no, I think actually it's the keyboard scene where the piano's playing by itself. Because you can hear the... You, mm, that yeah. shadow is The shadow's janky. janky. I don't And know, you can hear man. the clicking of the keyboard. I, it, it, <coughs> why I they can't, to me, that's the word. Why they can't the, do that the, as a The projection? fucking ghoul head's popping up. Well, yeah, it's you can hear bad. the air like, being it, released. When the scrims. The, seeing those scrims, though, in this scene are bad. I oh, know, I like it. No, yeah, like I said, it, for me, the e- it's it's not an easy fix. The space is humongous. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to fix and this. And it's supposed to be. It's supposed to have a few jump scares, and that's again, you're 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 looking at it I from an adult perspective. For a kid, a head popping out like that, it's going to scare a kid. Yeah, uh, but I think with the the space they have, they could easily make this better. I don't think it's don't necessary. Think it's a classic attraction. It could stay the way it is. Oh. Tim, you also agree with, with Jungle Cruise last boat week. So. That's just because your argument was yeah. better. It doesn't mean we really Your argument was better. Away. I don't want it to go away, but your argument <laughs> was better. <laughs> like any judge from one week to the next. Well, I also don't want Haunted Mansion to go away, but I think this this is the scene that needs the most love. Can we agree on that? No. Like Adam said, the... The, the keyboard scene, the, the piano player scene, I think needs the most attention because, honestly, that could be a projection at this point. That could be a... Yeah, because you don't see the actual thing that's making that, that shadow, so they can take that out because, obviously, just a plywood cutout that they're moving with actuators. Yeah, they've got two or three shadows that they just cycle mm-hmm. between 
and and there's no fluid motion as those and and it's just very janky and yeah and, and the shadow is very harsh which it would you can literally project be. a shadow onto the floor at this point in tech technology and if you wanted to play up the thunder and lightning, you yeah. could tie it into that because you've already set the stage that there's thunder mm -hmm. and lightning outside, and then all of a sudden the thunder and lightning is gone as soon as you get out of that one hallway. And when you're in the graveyard and there's no more thunder and lightning, what the fuck, man? Well, you're not you're not outside anymore after that. Well, the graveyard is supposed to be outside. Uh, yeah, you're the outside. graveyard is outside. The graveyard, right, the, outside. the graveyard, you're outside. But when you go inside, there's obviously not thunder and lightning because you're inside again. No, we're talking about have the, the thunder and lightning in the graveyard. You could have it, but the reason it's not, Mikey, is because the now they're happy yeah. haunts. You're happy haunts. Yeah. So they went it's from all scary friendly. haunts yeah. to happy haunts. Yeah. It's all friendly, friendly at this point. It's dolphin smooth. Dolphin smooth. Like that one ghost that gets in the bed with Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, it's a uh, it, it's it's a good scene. I really enjoy it. And again, like Tim said, there's so much going on to just sit there and you know find the bagpipe quartet in the background, the band in the background that's playing. Uh, they're kind of up on the hill. Really cool, really cool things. Yeah, just say that we don't have the hatbox ghost. Yeah. Uh, that that does suck. No, it's it does, yeah, but don't no, it. I don't know. I like honestly, I don't know if I would want it in the attic scene only because there's there's already a story there, and just to have a, a have an extra ghost in there would be well, it would take it, away it, from it. Like he's in the transition between the attic and the graveyard. Yeah. He's, yeah, he is. Yeah, so put him there. Well, I mean, we don't have the put room. him exactly in the same spot. Yeah, we don't have the room because we have the gravekeeper yeah, there. You've got that descent, yeah. and that's all you've got mm -hmm. between those two rooms. Um, so as you finish up the uh, as you finish up the graveyard, our ghost host returns, and he's he's found you back, and he's bringing you back into the the human world, the the mortal world. But not before you leave, he's going to give you one more present, and that's the hitchhiking ghost. That that is a gift that you encounter as you pass under a stone archway. Uh, which I think is the I think you also go into that same art an archway also mm -hmm. in Disneyland, but you go into this stone archway, which is your segmentation between scenes, your transition, uh, as you were, and yeah, he lets you know to watch out for the hitchhiking ghosts, and uh, the hitchhiking ghosts probably uh, the official, unofficial, but pretty much official mascots for the entire you know attraction. Even though Madame Leota is kind of up there for me, but this is what everybody wants to go to when they think of the hitchhiking ghosts, and I, and I get it. They're 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 cartoonish in, in, in their design and their nature. Um, you've got these three guys, okay? You've got Gus, who's this uh, little short, little prisoner-looking guy with a ball and chain. You've got Phineas, who's this uh, portly-looking traveler uh, kind of guy, which, which is fitting because he is hitchhiking, but he's got his, uh, top hat and he's got his little satchel with him, uh, you know, because he's traveling. And then you've got, uh, the one who's front and center in, in the group. And that would be, uh, the skeletal ghost, which is, uh, is Ezra. And, uh, in the, uh, pre, I guess, 2007 or 2011, I'm sorry, update, um, the hitchhiking ghost Ezra would appear with you in your doom buggy using the same Pepper's ghost uh, gag from the uh, the ballroom scene and from you know Madame Leota and fucking the 
about half of this attraction basically is, is mm-hmm. Pepper's ghost. Uh, so so you'd have you'd have Ezra and he's all lit up in green. He shows up right there. And if you've ever looked up some uh, uh, retro haunted mansion photo- photographs, you'll see the one of the blonde dude wearing this ridiculous neon colored hat, freaking out because Ezra is sitting between between him and the blonde with the uh, hairsprayed uh, bouffant. Uh, bingo hair. But what happened? That's not a bouffant. That's that's bingo B- hair. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Now, in 2011, I guess it was probably February, uh, they made a change to this particular scene with the hitchhiking ghosts because they were animatronics. And then in 2011, uh, they were going through a refurb and they substituted uh, some CGI display panels uh, instead of the animatronics. Uh, while they were doing some refurb on the animatronics. And th- th- it was not well received. I watched a video today on YouTube of some f- from that time when they were going on the attraction and, and they get to the part where it's it's CGI instead of anim- animatronics. And you can hear people on both sides of this particular doom buggy voicing their uh, dislike for the CGI. Uh, and it, it does not look that great. I mean, I... It, it looks like a Disney rehash. It looks like Grand Fiesta Tour, where they're like, hey, let's put uh, Donald Duck in here and throw in some LCD screens. And that's basically what they did here. But it was for a purpose, because this was their transition to what we see now, which is a a more upgraded... And this and this and this the, the, the screens were in February, and then by April, they had the animatronics back in, and they had more detail to them. They were more fleshed out. Uh, you could tell... The, the characteristics of each individual hitchhiking ghost as you went past them, which you needed to see because it had to be exactly like what you were going to see in the next bit of the uh, scene because uh, just like before when you'd have a ghost in your doom buggy with you, now you have the same thing happen, but it's a, it's kind of more of a, a CG animated projection that shows up within your doom buggy that's actually... it. it it does a lot more because it can uh, take your head off your shoulders as you're as you're driving, you know, and, and stuff like that. As the ghosts interact with you, so you don't just only have Ezra every time. You could have Gus, you could have Phineas, or you could have Ezra, just depending on what the rotation is, and and they interact with you different ways. And I think it's cool. Uh, I, I like uh, I like that bit of it. Um, you know, I. I Definitely an upgrade from before because uh, the animatronics do look better. Um, and, uh, you know, depending on which hitchhiker, hitchhiking ghost you get on your on your doom buggy, you, you could, you know, it, it, it's cool. And and that uh, lets them interact with you as, as you make, you know, I guess you make your way to your final resting place. It's, it, again, cool effects, especially the new ones. The new ones are really cool. It does provide some updated animatronics updated uh, a- uh, animations on these uh, the hitchhiking ghost effect I like it I have no issue with it did you learn the names of the hitchhiking ghost? oh I know the names <laughs> yeah he said them oh I know the names because I made I made Ethan memorize them uh, but what's weird is these are I mean the hitchhiking ghosts are probably the most famous ghost in the attraction they're one of the most famous characters in all of Disney parks there's no backstory none none at all at all None. Uh, there, there might, might be. be it's it's not unofficial. Official. It's not Disney no. canon, correct. 
They're, the cast members have created their they own created backstory. created their own backstory for, for almost every yeah, ghost in the place. Including the next one. Every one of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you all know the yep. rabbit hole that I, I went down the same hole. That's the only reason why I know. <laughs> I need to stop. That's what that yeah. was. <laughs> as, you, as you pass through the hitchhiking ghost, uh, you're greeted by one last spirit. And this is the last spirit you see on the actual attraction. And that is Little Yoda. When you, when you come out of the Hitchhiking Ghost script, you're greeted by Little Yoda, which is not her official name. Her official name no. is the Ghostess. The Hostess. And ghostess. she's a member of the Ghost Relations Department, which Disney created back when they were first talking about building the Haunted Mansion to gather spirits and ghosts from all over the world. And, and, and it's hinted on that with her line where she says, Hurry back. Hurry back. Be sure to bring your death certificate if you decide to join us. Make final arrangements now. We've been dying <laughs> to have you. <laughs> now, unlike Big Leota, Little Leota was actually also, her likeness was Leota Tombs, and her voice is Leota Tombs. Yeah, this is where we actually get to hear Leota. Yeah. And they like, everybody said before, the cast members have kind of created a backstory for her, because she really doesn't have one. So the backstory that they gave her is that she is the daughter of Madame Leota and Master Gracie. She's also uh, a talented medium like her mother, who has a keen interest in death and a murderous sense of humor. Little Yoda was engaged to a wealthy man named Jamie Paget, who she cheated on with a man named Nicholas Crown, who helped her murder Jamie by sealing him alive in a coffin. Which I'm guessing would be the guy in the... The one he's coming out of. Yeah. She also lured the mansion's handyman, gardener, and liveryman to their deaths in the swamp after she rejected after they rejected her advances so maybe that's Phineas Ezra, Ezra and, Gus. and Gus could be could be she frightened her personal maid to death and she liked to go down to the harbor that she could spend time with the pirates she wound up dying in the river by the mansion and her corpse shriveled up to the size of a doll explaining why her ghost appears so small hmm. interesting. interesting story the, uh, you know uh, a cool backstory, or cool unofficial backstory for a, a, a wonderfully well-received character who is, I mean, if if you don't recite that along with the uh, the character, the hurry back part, I, I call you a, I, I call Trenton. you a liar. Yell if you do it. Trenton's going to get really mad. Hurry He's going to yell at you. Back. Yeah, if you do do it, Trenton's no, going to no, fucking no, punch you no, in the throat. No, The hurry back part is fine. <laughs> it's in the stretching room. When you fucking recite all that shit, so much and then you fun. also I scream off. I like an asshole. Someone's triggered. <laughs> we we triggered. Though, we triggered. Trent. It's not hard. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not exactly. Not exactly a uh, a feat of strength. Good doubt myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> a feat of strength. But no, this is a this is a great part. You, you eventually make your way through to the exit where you uh, where you. Another moving you walkway. get up and you get out. Of, you get on your moving walkway that kind of massages your feet as you walk up. Mm-hmm. And then we're in the exit, and that's the end of the ride. I mean, it's it's such a cool ride. But guess what? 
the ride technically the attraction doesn't end there because we still have uh, some very cool features and one of them is the the family <coughs> mausoleum of bluebeard again a collection yeah. of haunts a collection of ghosts in this mansion bluebeard the pirate with seven wives uh, but no, he does. He does appear in you know in here. His de- his date of death is 1440, which is ironic. And how he winds up in Florida is beyond me. But he did have seven wives: Penelope died, Abigail, Anastasia, Prudence, Phoebe, Eugenia, and Lucretia. Seven no, no, winsome no, wives. Lucretia was the one who they all died a year apart. Did you say 1440? 1440 was when he died. So in 1434, the first death. 1435, 36, 37, 38, 39, and Lucretia mm. is the only one surviving. Lucretia was the one that did him in. Uh, seven, seven winsome wives, some fat, some thin. Six of them were faithful, but the seventh one did him in. Yep. So a cool, a cool thing to uh, to have there. That's also next to the crypt that um, that uh, Adam was talking about with uh, some of the other names there, some of the other dad jokes. Dead jokes. Yeah, these, these are, are really bad, bad ones. One. Like, I am ready. These are, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Take me now. <laughs> like you see at yeah. everybody's yard yeah. on ha- for Halloween. And the last, uh, really <laughs> one of the last parts of the uh, the exit queue is uh, the pet cemetery. Yeah. Lots of lore here. Well, the problem is when you're looking at it now, it's not what it was. Because if you remember the storm, yeah, knocked everything it over. took out the pet cemetery. So there's a lot less information on it now because a lot of it isn't there. Um, a lot of the jokes that used to be there aren't there anymore because they had to replace a lot of the older tombstones with newer stuff. So, I mean, you do have the dogs and the cats and the birds, but they used to have little plaques underneath them that were readable. I don't think they're there anymore because I don't remember seeing it. They might be, but well, I just don't remember It's all overgrown now, too. Anymore. You don't really keep that up. Yeah. It's very overgrown. The biggest pet cemetery, I guess, Easter egg, I guess I would call it, is Mr. Toad. Yes. And he's hanging out to the towards the back on the right. He's far back there, too. Yeah, like way back. But is that the best Mr. Toad Easter egg? No, but it's only one in Haunted Mansion. Which kind of fucked up, because it assumes that Mr. Toad is dead. Well, he did go to hell. He did. Yeah, but was it before or after? Was it before after they stole his house? <laughs> no, Mr. The Pooh stole his house. Mr. Toad went to hell. Uh, I just like in uh, Pooh where where Toad is given the uh, the deed to Rabbit. So Rabbit took his house and then murdered him. Owl took his house. <laughs> then slit his fucking dirty frog throat. Owl took his house and then murdered him. Yeah, Owl does look like kind of a murderous bastard. But yeah, no, this is a great uh, great little little nod here. Um, but we also used to have something really cool. It's now in the entrance queue, not the exit queue. But once upon a time in Liberty Square, there was a turnstile located at the exit. Right after you got uh, underneath the awning, there was a small little turnstile that you would kind of go through and get your output numbers. Because they wanted to make sure everyone, I don't know, maybe they make, make sure everyone got off the ride or... And nobody became the thousandth ghost. <laughs> exactly. But that turnstile was eventually removed and basically rather than... Uh, rather than take it out, they just cut it off. They just nipped the tip and left a little piece of this pipe. Ugh, they circumcised <laughs> the ride? This little piece of this pipe in the ground. 
and it kind of looked like a wedding ring. I think the stretch is imaginary. Very much so. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> it doesn't look like a ring at all, but whatever. To to each their own. Uh, big finger. And time went by, and it stayed there. And fans <laughs> actually created a story to go along with the scar, and the rumor kind of spread. And it was the ring of the bride from the ride's attic. Uh, but this this like ride creation of the fans was not Disney canon. So eventually they said, "Fuck it, we're going to pay over it," and they did. And fans, like they do, went lost their shit, ape shit. They lost their shit. So the story then of you know uh, the ring being thrown from the window kind of stayed. And Disney said, "You know what? We're going to do it. We're going to do it right. We're going to and we're going to actually do it." So in the queue on the entrance side. After you pass by uh, Captain Culpepper uh, Klein, Captain Culpepper Klein, you can see a small ring in the bottom of the ground next to the wall. And there's an actual ring embedded in the ground. And it looks more realistic than the original pipe. So if you want to find the ride or find the ring, when you walk through the queue, go over to uh, Culpepper Klein's uh, mausoleum thing, tomb, and uh, check it out next to the wall there. There's usually a trash can there. Yes. So, <laughs> look next to the trash can. It's just the left of it. That that essentially ends the haunted mansion. Uh, you walk out and there's a there's a small gift shop. It's, far, it's pretty far away from it. It is actually. Here's here's the deal with Memento Mori. Um, story goes that it was a store owned and operated by Madame Leota. Uh, right up until she took up more permanent <laughs> residence inside of Gracie Manor. And, uh, you know, earliest records show that it was built in the 1690s after she fled the narrow-minded township of, of Salem, Massachusetts due to their uh, hatred of uh, witchcraft the and coven. the occult and whatnot. Uh the you know it's it's a, it's 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 a very small store and it handles items that appeal to occultists and eccentrics and uh, i would say probably one of her more famous uh, and more notable products was a daguerreotype uh camera that was capable of capturing what she called spirit photography now that's the backstory in reality it's a pretty basic and bland looking storefront as far as as far as this goes it like it doesn't like, oh, okay, this is the gift shop for the Haunted Mansion. It just looks it like the rest Christmas of shop. Liberty Square. Presented by Smuckers. Right, right. It's just... Yeah. Eh, it just smacked a... They just smuckered a, a sign over it and called it uh, Memento Mori. Um, you know, now, I will say this, though. The name of it is probably the best part of the store because Memento Mori in Latin means, remember, yep. you will die. But you've also got to play on words because memento is like a souvenir or a keepsake, which is a tchotchke, which is what you get at all of the Disney uh, gift shops. So I, I, I give I give them credit for that. Bonus points for a play on words that no one's going to get. Um, but yeah, you you walk in there and it just it just it looks like every other. Uh, gift shop i mean it's got wood floors it's got wood paneling on the walls there's not a whole lot to tie it in with the exception of uh a few nods to madame leota i think she's got a portrait there of herself and a it's a haunted portrait of her with, with a black cat you know every once in a while bits and bobs of the portrait glow differently 
that you didn't see before. And I think uh, there's a shelf above all of the uh, um, gift store items. All, all the wares you can purchase that has just like antique looking dusty covered bottles and curiosities and, uh, and shit like that. But, uh, you know, really... Uh, Disney just found a store where they could they could uh, put spooky eyes and the Ravenscroft font on damn near everything, and they found a way to take a wallpaper print and create oh, a yes, brand they out did. of it. And, and and that's what you can get here. Now, if if you love Haunted Mansion, there's a lot of really cool shit here, uh, and it has the price tag uh, to go along with it. Like Disney knows what they got with the Haunted Mansion, and, and they're oh, yeah. pricing it accordingly. Oh, they know. Um, but. Like I said, there is some pretty cool shit here uh, that you really you can't get like anywhere else, um, and, and it's officially licensed Haunted Mansion. Everything, I mean, God, though, it's like it's everything. It's like when they're putting it. It's like when when Star Wars came when it came out, like uh, the Phantom, uh, the the Force Awakens came out, and they put fucking BB-8 on a bag of little bitty oranges at Walmart. It's like, okay, why? And that, that's what that's the vibe I get from Notice. Memento Mori because it's. It's it's haunted mansion slapped on everything from juice boxes yep. to plush. And look, cool store, great stuff inside. Very expensive. If you've bought anything there, share it on the Facebook. Uh, share your photos and what you uh, what you've taken home from um, from Memento Mori. I do want the Game of Life board game though because the cars are doom buggies. I think that's literally the only reason I want. I, I miss the old souvenir cart where they they sold the invisible dog. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah the ghost dogs. He He's does. got his own shirt, so it's. Um, but look, you know, we 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 hope that we did the the haunted mansion justice. It's a wonderful attraction. Uh, I think we all we we all can safely say it is a top five attraction. Yeah, for sure, hands down, oh. easy. A lot of us. Trenton, would you agree? I would say if you if, if there's no screaming thirteen year olds, it's probably a top five for Trenton. Is it a top five? No. Okay, so four out of five dentists agree it's a top five attraction. <laughs> Remember, Tritton likes the people mover <laughs> yes. better than the Haunted Mansion. Uh, I do. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? On that note, I want to thank everyone for joining us this week on Three Sheets to the Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. If, if you enjoyed the show, please go over to iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. It's the best way to help others like you find the show. Uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Three Sheets Podcast. If you're in the parks, make sure you tag us on Instagram. And don't forget to use the hashtag Three Sheets Nation. But if you really want to interact with us, head over to Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash three sheets. Check it out. That's where you can become part of Three Sheets Nation. Answer the questions. Uh, join us. Enjoy the Disney lifestyle that we uh, that we hope that our, our cheaters portray. So go over there and, and become part of Three Sheets Nation. Guys, wonderful attraction. Like I said, top five for me. Top, I would probably put in a top three nope. for me, actually. Nope. Hey, Scott, I think your morale is protruding. Uh, my moral is the protruding. The moral is protruding, yeah. <laughs> Tim, give us some closing remarks tonight. Well, now that I've finished this whole bottle of beer from Mr. Bob Boyle, I only have one complaint. What's that? That I didn't have enough. Yeah. <laughs> so no it up. shit. I ran out early. So did I. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, so did I. I was like, oh, I don't want to go out and get something else to drink because <laughs> i got to go to bed. But it was a great beer, Bob. Thank you very much. Uh, look forward to maybe getting some more. Hint, hint. <laughs> wink, wink, nod, nod. Uh, yeah. I may have already mentioned it. <laughs> it's, it's a wonderful beer, but uh, very, very much thank you from all of us. 
for the beer. We liked it a lot. Yes. Mine's empty. Mine. Mine's, Mine's been empty. It's Mine's gone. been empty for like halfway through the show. So. <laughs> and we haven't all had beer on, on a show in a oh, long yeah. time. I don't drink beer anymore. Right. Thank you. I'm an advocate. I don't know why you guys don't fucking. Well, because do it. otherwise we'd have to drink Miller Lite, and that ain't happening. Plus, I like bourbon yeah, better. No. Yeah, I do. I do like bourbon better. Blah blah. Whiskey blah. is better. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Trenton, give me some closing remarks tonight. Hey, this is a fun episode. I sorry that uh, that Haunted Mansion's not top five for me. <sighs> well, you're wrong, and you have every right to be wrong about it. <laughs> yeah, you're... no, that's cool, man. That's cool. Um, it it's still a great ride. I'm glad we got to talk about it. I appreciate looking up the history of it. I appreciated seeing all of the work that went into it. I liked that Existencio made the the music for it and the song, and I and I love all of that. Um, it's still not a top five for me. Um, but you know, I'm sure people will disagree with me. Well, everybody has an opinion. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Yeah, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, and we don't need to hear them all. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I am one. Uh, Mikey, give me some closing remarks tonight. The Haunted Mansion is just one of those attractions that screams early Disney, and I I like that a lot of the effects are very practical instead of having the need for over-the-top CGI and projection screens and stuff like that that you're going to get from, like... uh, the, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train or uh, fancy CGI you get in uh, Flight of Passage. Um, and, and, it, and it works well with, with, with the attraction. There may be a few things here and there that could do a little update, like the, the piano player and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's exactly as it needs to be. It's spooky enough, it's macabre enough to, to, to get adults and kids in two different... Uh, Two different areas, I guess. You know, the kids are going to get spooked by some of the simpler stuff, and the adults are going to see the the deeper meaning behind things. And, and that's that's the big appeal to it is because you know, if you're 10 years old, you walk away with one take on the ride, and if you're 30, you walk away with a different take on the ride. And I think that's what that that's the beauty of this is is because it has uh, it has that longevity because you know, in in 20 years, when you're 30, you're no longer 10. You go and ride it with your kids, and it's a little different to you now. So, uh, I, I really think you know, and and, and just. Uh, Inside Outside Haunted Mansion's classic, so I'm, I, I was very happy to do the research and learn a lot about this. Like, for instance, those aren't real books in the library. <laughs> wallpaper. It looks damn um, real, though. It, you know, because of the lighting and, and the rest of the stuff, yeah, and, 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 that's, and that's a tribute to the simplicity of, of, uh, of the Imagineering at the time. And I think a lot of times with these new rides, they, they Star Wars, for instance, they over... Uh, Imagineer things when you know dial it back a little bit and keep it uh, make it feel real instead of everything being too uh, screened you know technologically screens yeah and, and, and animatronics yeah you know Warwick Davis didn't do anything put him in a jaw <laughs> outfit and send him out he'll do it he needs the money Adam give me some close remarks tonight well Unlike Triton, this is one of my top five rides. I have to ride this ride every time and almost canceled the trip because we thought it was going to be closed. So it's important to me. It's a piece of my childhood. Yes, it's nostalgia, but 
I really don't care. I'm not gonna get rid of this one. And that's pretty much all I have on it. I enjoyed researching it. I knew a lot of the stuff because I'm, I'm a big Disney research person to begin with. So there's that. There's always stuff. You can always dig deeper. There are a bunch of websites out there. They have the books. They have the stuff that the actual cast members who work in the attractions made out. And that will be it. What I love about Haunted Mansion is, again, like Adam said, it is a top five attraction and and like I said, like I said, maybe even top three for me. I mean, this is this is one of my favorite attractions. Has been since I was a kid. As long as it's there, it will always be a top five or top attraction for me. Um, I also love the history behind it. You know, uh, one of my favorite movies to watch or favorite videos to watch on YouTube is the Ten Centennial Anniversary Show, um, where they go through it. it. Another one is the 1970 when they opened it up, Showtime at Disneyland, with Kurt Russell and the Osmond Brothers and P.J. Ridley, I think is her name. And they go through the Haunted Mansion because it's brand new and they were opening. This took eight years. They completed the structure in Disneyland in 62. It took eight years or seven years for this to open in 1969. It's a wonderful attraction, steeped in lore, steeped in history, and it pushes all of my buttons. All of them. In a good way, in not a good like way. in a Triton yes. angry way. Not in a Triton angry <laughs> way, which it does push all those buttons. <laughs> So I'm I'm glad we could do this justice. I'm glad we could uh, give give the haunted mansion its rightful um, rightful due diligence. So I will say from all of us here at Three Sheets to Mouse, thank you for making our show part of your Disney life. Thank you for your time this time, and until next time, so long for just a while. And thank you. Thirsty mortals. Thirsty mortals. And guess what? None of us are dead. Bob didn't poison us. It could be slow acting. Yet. <laughs> Yet. That's like some Plato shit. It could be fucking slow acting. True. I think Socrates you're thinking of. Socrates, dude. <laughs>